His name was Mr. Caudill, C-A-U-D-I-L-L. And this guy, Scott, what was his name? Scott, you know, stoner dude sat in the back of drama and called him Mr. Clydesdale. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that stupid high school humor is still so funny to me. Mr. Clydesdale. (laughs) (laughs) Just a dick, right? Okay. Uh, (laughs) we We probably have 50 good drama stories. That's a pod for another time. That's a whole podcast of just... <laughs> Ear and drama. Ear uh, and drama. Mr. Clydesdale. Episode 44, which is double digits, and you know, that's what the ladies prefer during a romantic finger-blasting session. Double digits. <laughs> oh! Thank you. Wow. Starting off with a big A-maker. Not even a jab, just right to the finger-blasting. Some dude in fucking Poughkeepsie's like, I wonder if they're going to talk about finger-blasting this episode. <laughs> hey, 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 Dominic, you take a drink here. Damon mentioned finger-blasting. That's the rules. <laughs> You know he typically does. I mean, never up top. Never up top. <laughs> they big board in the wall. Who had finger blasting? 13 to 1. Who had it? Who had it? First three minutes. Who had it? Yeah, there's a sports book at in Las Vegas. <laughs> All about ear and loathing. So speaking of ear and loathing, that's who we are. We are the Gitmo Bros. We continue to maintain that we are the number one rockers forever. And uh, this is episode 44, as I mentioned, and guess who's in the torture chamber today? That would be, oh, no one, George. Wah, wah. George. <laughs> it sounds like George is already in the torture chamber with that echo. Some kind of chamber. I'm, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Aaron, while you stepped away, George revealed that he's not in the storage closet today. Oh, was there an incident when that guy came to the door that time? <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I didn't pay my rent. I got evicted. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want you near Moppy anymore. <laughs> he doesn't get away from Moppy. George, listen, we have to talk about this. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! It's, it's a road date. It's a road date for uh, for George. It's a road. Yeah, I'm, well, right. I'm, I'm actually, I'm at, I'm at home because uh, for this to work for me, I had to. I'd be at home today instead of uh, in the storage closet. But uh, I there did turn go. off the fish tank, so there'll be no burbling. All right. Well, at least not from the tank, from us for sure, though. From my mouth, yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So now that we've said your name 47 times, should I say it a 48th and introduce you? Sure, why not? (laughs) Well, you know who's been talking for the last 15 minutes. It's the media darling of Ear and Loathing. Why don't you say hello? Hi, I'm George White, and to take a page out of Dave Pitt's book, I will say, ha-ha! (laughs) Ha-ha! (laughs) Ha-ha! (laughs) <laughs> and, of course, the uh, resonating chuckle you just heard. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He's every echoey room for podcast North Star. Why don't you say hello? Baringa! My Gitmo bros are the real stars, whereas I am Frank Stallone. I'm the Frank Stallone of broadcasting! <laughs> Hi guys, but he can really sing though. I mean, yeah, he can <laughs> oh, sing. far from over. 
<laughs> and, and you dated Cynthia Rhodes? I don't know. <laughs> Back in the ring. <laughs> He's a rhythm guitarist. Rhythm guitarist is the worst. <laughs> Did you guys see the Frank Stallone documentary? No, there is one. Yeah, I think it it's was called like Stallone Alone or something like that. The Lone like Stallone. That. Yeah, it was. It was on Netflix or something, or, or pro- actually more likely Amazon Prime. Probably called Stallonely. And- <laughs> 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 if it was on Amazon Prime, it should have been called Stallone Subprime. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I uh, I have a friend, or we we have a friend, I guess that that, that saw Frank Stallone for quite a while, you know, privately and romantically. I'm not going to say her name on the air because that wouldn't be I'd be kissing and telling for Frank <laughs> Stallone, not me. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we that saw him well into his 70s, by the way. Stallone deserves <laughs> love, baby. He does. Did he swing her over to the hot dog and a stick fuck pad? <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did not. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I did not have it then. Although I would have extended it to them had I, you know, For had sure. access to it when yeah. the time that I knew her. Yeah, I still know her now. But, I yeah. like to believe that the key to the hot dog fuck pad is <laughs> like a hot dog. It's a, it, it's, it's a key chain. It's just a hot dog. And a stick. <laughs> Maybe it's red, actually made of hot dog. I mean, they could do anything these days. These these uh, medical people. <laughs> the whole house is is kind of hot dog themed. Like the like your kids have an airplane bed, but but of course this one is a hot dog. Chain. A hot dog. They jump in the hot dog, would you? Shut up. There, there's a hot dog. There's a hot dog golf cart in the thing to drive around the club. In. <laughs> I just goose that lady. Are you guys out in hot dog one? Yeah, we're out in hot dog one. That's a license plate on it and everything. You know. <laughs> well, speaking of a guy who uh, we like to check in with at his own personal fuck pad. <laughs> it's like a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the fuck shack, right? The fuck shack. It's a, it's a shed with a spittoon in it. That's it. <laughs> and a so, cot. <laughs> look, I, I feel like this is the week that he's going to reveal some of his conquests that he's brought into the fuck shack. <sighs> All right. So let's see what he has to say. What do you say there, my hillbilly companion? Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Invites the ladies in and he calls his, <laughs> his fuck pad the Kibitz Corner. I like it. <laughs> you know, sometimes he makes me laugh and sometimes I get a kick out of him. And other times I just think he's a fucking thin-lipped asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you fish-lipped asshole. <laughs> you know, every time we try, we try, we try he doesn't give back. Jesus Christ. He doesn't. You're right. He doesn't. Fucking guy. Giving a shot at, at show, show business of 44 episodes. I know. Come on, Clem. So, all right, George, uh, you, I'm assuming, have something for us for for uh, to entertain us for the next few minutes. Clem has uh, authorized you to begin your Kibitz Corner. All right. And this is, yes, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready and raring to go. And it's a, it's, it's a Brock Eats with a little bit of Prem Gen thrown in. Whoa. What? Whoa. I'll explain after the theme song. I'm completely unprepared. Well, that sounds like it's two theme songs. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's just it's go just play the Brocky. It's so <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prem Jen. Prem Jen. Get more generator. Brock Jen. Lou Wasserman. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. So we have a hybrid Premgen uh, Brockets, and I'm curious to hear how this works. Lou Wasserman is the only thing extending to this um, to this Brockets. So what we're going to do, fellas, 
is it came, it, it, it crossed my radar here because they um, they announced that the Madonna biopic was not going forward anymore. Oh, dead in the water. Which probably was the best idea ever because Madonna was going to direct a biopic of herself, which can't imagine that would have gone well. Holiday celebrate no mas. <laughs> this is what Madonna said when she found out. I feel lonely. <laughs> well, it's because she's going on the road. So, oh. you know, she didn't have I'm sure to that tour is going to go off without a, a single hitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it'll be no problem. And, and by the way, did you see like the trailer for her like sort of truth or dare? Like it was the same as truth or dare where she's sitting around with people and around a table. And she just looks like kind of a Lena Lovitch like witch with those like yeah. grills and those pigtails. And I don't know hey. what's going on. It's yeah. odd. There's really five faces that happen for people who get too engaged in that that kind of uh, surgery, and she's got one of them now. She had she had a beautiful face, would have aged like a you know Italian queen, uh, and no no moss. And now she's mad cheetah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucked up. It, it really is true. It ends up being like that fucking yeah. that that feral cat face. You know, yeah, right? Yes, it's too That's, fucking yeah. bad. Yeah, feral cat cheetah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, what we're going to do, fellas, is we are going to we're going to produce uh, we're going to produce a biopic for who? For we're going to for, well, that's the thing. Within the brockets, we're going to choose okay. out of sixteen bands. I've chosen mm. as Lou Was as Lou Wasserman. I've chosen sixteen bands, and as the head of the studio, I have some criteria of how this was chosen, and I want you to use this criteria. For when you were choosing, not just choosing your the ones you want to see, but the one that you think will do the best for us for the studio. Right? Can we redo Queen? We cannot. <laughs> but I did look at. But I did look at that one because I thought of that. I thought of Rocket Man, which was pretty successful, but not as successful as Bohemian Rhapsody. And then Whitney just completely came and went with no one caring about it at all. Rocket and Man so, was a way better movie. Yeah. A way better movie, way better movie. It didn't have that sort of magical realism thing that somehow managed to be way more authentic <laughs> with them. Yeah, with the <laughs> magic realism, it was more <laughs> the way it happened. Yeah, I think we all saw those two around the same time. Yeah, yeah. right. And and you just wa- you watched the Queen one. You went. I just watched utter fiction, and then you watched <laughs> the Elton John one, which was supposed to be this wild fantasy fiction version. You're like, oh, that was pretty accurate, actually. Right. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I. Mean. It's very so sweet. Anyways, <laughs> for, for Mr. Washerman, first off, I'm I'm taking I'm taking six points right off the top. Let's sweet Lou, got to do it. That's a, that's I'm a Lou six. move. I'm that's vintage right Lou. You got to take a hot six. Hot six right <laughs> off the top just, with, with, with a ceiling of 12. I'm just telling you guys off Ooh, the top. You're going to cap yourself? Shit. Yeah, I've capped myself. Anyways, so I thought about, about Bohemian Rhapsody. What would make it, anyway, what makes a good, successful biopic? Number one, of course, we have to have a story of struggle. Something something they're struggling against, like Freddie was struggling against being, being gay. Um, and a personal story, too, like an, an engaging personality you tell it about. Someone in the band that's interesting that we can latch on to, right? Number sure. two, we have to have sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There has to be debauchery scenes in this that depict that life. Sure. Three, the tunes. We got to have great music. Not just one hit, more than one hit. Lots of hits that we can, you know, resell to people. Yeah, it's got to be like 20, 20 minimum. I don't know about 20, but it, there's got to be more. Can't, this is no one-hit wonder. Got to be a legacy act, is what I'm saying. Like an icon, yes. icon act. The number of hits is, will be determined by the the number of scenes they have to have them 
coming up with it. Like, oh, well, my, my, uh, my grandfather died who raised me. And then there has to be a song about the grandfather dying, even though he wrote it like in like a different decade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm glad you brought that up because number four is someone has to die. Oh, this, this, this can't be anyone who does all like, for instance, I'll tell you off the top. Has Damon burned grandfathers because he said that already? No, he is not. Aerosmith okay. is not in this. Still on the table. Alive. <laughs> Thank Aerosmith's God. Thank alive. God. Aerosmith is not in this because there's been talk of you know a, a lot of different biopics. You know that, and and some I I've taken out. Like for instance, I remove Michael Jackson. He was in it, but they're casting that now, and I don't. Want, and Mr. Watson wants no piece of that. That's that's uh, territory. It's already been done, and okay. I mean, and some of these, some of these, you know, I, I mean, this has to be. This gets to my last point. Full participation by the band, by the existing band members, by the state. You're going to have to all deal music with that. rights, all everything. Yeah, I was going to say by extension, the publishing. Everyone has to yes. be on board yeah, with yeah. all the good music and everything. Okay. So consider that when you're when you're choosing these when you're choosing these. And with that, we can start. Choose these from your choices. This <laughs> really <laughs> is Hollywood. <laughs> yes, these are from these are. But I think you'll you'll I think you'll like most of them. Love all right, it. starting it. off with the Bee Gees. Versus the Eagles. What's the Barrett biopic? That's a that's a that's a, a monster duo. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Damon. Okay. Well, the Bee Gees have more kind of death and tragedies and stuff, and I don't think they were big time drug guys. I mean, no one wasn't doing coke in the seventies and eighties. But I'm not saying they didn't do it. I'm just saying it just didn't seem like part of their their story. They lost Andy though, so I mean, he's he's basically a Bee Gee. Yeah, to to the white lady. But there's not a lot of like it didn't affect their music necessarily, right? They were they were able to make music and everything. There was no, in other words, like the drugs and and booze and everything wasn't holding them back. It wasn't something to overcome. As far as I understand that part of it, he they were getting ready to. Andy was going to join the act. He was going to be the the, brother Gib. I think Morris (laughs) got really sick too. Like he was in trouble. So I think that they did. I think you get drugs. I think you get it all with them. Okay. Frankly, well, I, I mean, think they all were kind of like married and stuff too. So there's not a lot of, right. a lot of uh, you know, like groupy action going on there. Early boon, I guess. It's not a huge rock and roll thing. I hear what you're saying, but right. but there was disco, and you know that you know they you know they had their times. Can I can I ask Lou something? Yes. Um, in this hypothetical world we're creating, can mm-hmm. can it hypothetically be a good movie? It, it can it can be as long as it makes money. Though I really don't care. <laughs> in, in other words, like I don't, I, I could just see like someone whitewashing like a, a an eagle story or something, right? Like Don Henley is like this this genius, but he's also super generous, you know, and a well, nice guy, well, and misunderstood. I think that the Bee Gees are way funner as a as a. I mean, outside of Joe Walsh, everybody's a fucking asshole in the Eags. In three hours, we found out it's an incredible documentary. But like those guys are sort of bumps on a log and. I remember watching that with uh, Joey, Christine, and Amy, and <laughs> Glenn Fry was like, and we used to party on the road. I mean, to tell you, it got out of control. After the show, we'd just fill the bathtub up with ice and load it with beer and have tunes in the room. Like, hey, wow. Hey, hey, Glenn, you're describing a Tuesday night for me and my friends. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, like a, every, every fraternity. You, it yeah, like a you're the biggest party. rock star on the planet, and what you just described was a fucking nothing. It was like, wow. like there's a pre, pre-rager. Was it imported beer or just did you was it just bud? What <laughs> He's so proud of himself. All the way up with ice. 
Yeah, by Hotel California, we were making good money. We would order three pizzas. So I think the Bee Gees would be way more compelling as, a, as compared to them, I would say for sure. <sighs> They're such dicks, though. And I'm saying, like, if it's a true, that's why I asked Lou if we were going to get a true, accurate representation, because I'd love to see the, the you know, the Dick Henley and, and Dick Fry getting their comeuppance. Well, that's part of this, is to figuring out, like, we got to deal with Don. He's still alive. So, you know, how much is he going to bother us for that? And We already signed, know. he already signed I thought we were on the end of the impression, Lou, that you yeah. got clearance from all of these possible ones. No, no. Yeah. We, that no, we're no, 100% the, is on the table. Part, it's part of the consideration that I know for every one of these, there's going to be some kind of fight with somebody about it. Okay. Oh, well, the, but, the battle, the battle's going to be way funner and easier, I think, with the fucking Brothers Gid. That's, you have to consider that cons, within yeah. this of how hard... The battle's going to be with right. whoever's left in the band or the uh, the estate of the band or whatever. Yeah, one Barry, one surviving Barry is is easier to deal with than Don. I, would I, think. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Because Barry is sweet and sentimental, it seems. Yeah. He you misses know. his brothers. And, and he misses that's his the brothers. They're like. literally yeah, actually his, his brothers. Yeah, he's yeah. brokenhearted. Yes, right. And we'd be yeah, celebrating them. Like- that that HBO documentary about Bee beautiful. Gees is is and I feel like I've seen their their biopic now. You know, um, people casting in. We we get to cast. We can you know we can get what we can get stars for this. Yeah. I mean, for three. You know, come on. I'm already thinking Christian Bale is Barry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. That's that's. I mean, and I mean, I, Harry Styles doesn't have the gravitas, but Harry, you could put Harry in as Robin or something. Give him Ooh, a fake nose. It's nice too. It's nice too. <laughs> Ooh, and don't let's. What's his name was great uh, on Saturday Night Live. Um, or Harry could be Harry could be Andy and would break hearts all over the world. I think you know. Yeah. I think that would be the thing that would make him a and huge. And we get star. to cast Vicky Principal. <laughs> Who's Vicky Principal? The witch. The witch. <laughs> Sorry. How Vic. about Danny DeVito as Morris? <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Don't say that. <laughs> don't right, sorry, we get, this is like going to be the longest Burakis ever. If we don't decide. So, Aaron, yes. you said you said B, the Bee Gees. I think it's the Beach. Yeah, um, I'm going to be uh, defiant, and I'm going to say that I'd rather see the Eagles get torn down. So, George is going to decide this. It's a good argument on both, but I think it come down with with the Bee Gees because I like the ending of a, a guy left without his brothers. And how do you mend a broken heart? And Damon, Damon, he's never. If judging by what Lou is telling us. We're never going to get the rights to tell the story you want to be seen told by Don. Don would be up at the ass of the right. Like, he wouldn't allow it. That should be part of the criteria then, whether we have full right. um, sign-off on anything well, that the directors and writers do. Yeah, we're putting this in development, so we have to bet on – we have to start spending our resources on something. What is it going to be? Is there a way that we can do a hybrid of, of the two bands and, and call it the Beagles? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This whole picture about dogs? <laughs> no, we never bring it up. Why would you say? Oh, it's like those <laughs> sure, comic never books, you know, that. like what if Superman fought against the Green Lantern? It's like Bee Gees versus Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie, I think for this to work cleanly, you have we have to go under the assumption that Lou has done the work, and that no matter what we say, that because it, it would be better to have this fight over like what's the better content than to go, oh, the battles we're going to have to fight for. Because I think it, that's a whole, that's another brackets almost, you know? Okay, well, look, I just got a memo, and I have the rights to all these then. I just, Whoa, I just got the memo. Wow, hey, how 100% about 100% clean and clear. Thanks, right. Sandra. Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> Sandra just gave me the memo, guys. We we, we All these are, we got it. It took a little nice. twisting, but we got it. She sent it to George in, in a vacuum tube into the storage <laughs> closet. <laughs> <laughs> into the, the bedroom. All right, moving on. Yeah, okay, sorry. 
This one's a little out of the box, but I like it. Pretenders versus Van Halen. Oh. Well, you got uh, you got the Pretenders would be particularly interesting, I think, because yeah. you don't have to span a bunch of time. It takes place in London, you know, so like it's it's otherworldly for Americans. It's interesting for Americans. It's a story that Americans aren't probably deeply familiar with, so like it could be surprising to a lot more people than. The Van Halen story. My counter argument is the to, to me the Pretenders to, to the public at large and probably me a little bit too is the Pretenders is just the Chrissy Hines story, right? And Van Halen is the that story. band story, right? You get immigrant, you get tales of immigrants, uh, you yep. get tales of the mighty Crown City, yes, <laughs> and Hollywood uh, like uh, Sunset Strip, and yeah, it's for sure, you know yeah. f- you know third is just like second iteration prime. Oh, and nothing. The best guitar player in the world. Okay. Yeah, and plus you have the best guitar player ever on the <laughs> Who's planet. Who's dead? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Pretenders is compelling. And compa- Pretenders might be a um, where you get the smaller version of one of these movies we're talking about, I, where you just where was, you make a yeah. fucking star out of some gal. Yep. Yeah. Um, Don't so, forget her punk rock beginnings too. That's yeah. part of the story. That's great. Is her? I see the the Pretender story being like that Runaways movie. Mm, that kind of good. level. It's kind of like a, an indie movie. Yeah, small, yeah. a smaller movie. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I, we're talking about blockbuster for Lou, though, right? So I guess it'd be well. Van, Van I want to make a lot of money. Sometimes it's better to only spend you know a couple million, couple five million right. bucks to make seventy five. No, I think now that I'm thinking about it, it would be more. I think it's better for the studio to do the Van Halen story. It's a longer story. Uh, there's more. There's more songs that we could put on the on the on the uh, soundtrack. We could probably even do a double album soundtrack like Saturday Night Fever. Now you're sitting in the development chair, my friend. I like what I'm hearing. You know, uh, there's four. <laughs> we have four boys who are gonna light the world on fire, um, yep. and then uh, cast you know stunt stunt cast the shit out of Valerie, <laughs> and yep. all and uh, like you get Grace Jones and fucking Apollonia with Dave. Come on, dude. Oh. Damon, you on board with Van Halen? Yeah, I said Van Halen before. Okay. Yeah, he Van said Halen. it first. I disagreed, but he got called over to the to the right side of things. All right, moving on. Uh, Frank Sinatra versus Prince. Oh God, uh, yeah, I have my I have my answer. I I have mine too. Uh, I just did a bunch of talking, Damon. Why don't you go? Well, assuming like when after I watched the Elton John movie, which which I liked a lot. I said, you know, when they finally make the fucking Prince biopic, I need to see him banging, you know, Kim Bassinger and Apollonia. Because we saw Elton banging every guy, like, full-on penetration scenes of two guys going, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine for that to be depicted on screen. But I got to see Prince getting, you know, getting all the ladies, you know. Getting up in them guts. <laughs> <laughs> From finger blasting on down. I want to see Prince nutting on somebody, okay? Or this isn't a picture, right? It's not a go picture unless you get him nutting on somebody's back. I guess Frank probably has has the kind of he has those big kind of dramatic moments and stuff, but I don't. I just don't give a shit about Frank Sinatra. I feel like we've seen that already, and but I, I don't. It hasn't really happened. No, we still you know never I mean? been. A, I looked that up. There's never been. Yeah, they it, keep. They've talked about the Scorsese and law, and right. you know, but no. Has that time passed? I think I might agree with you guys as much as I'd like to see that picture. I think maybe that time has passed. My other thing is I want to bring up with this one was, have we kind of already seen it with Purple Rain? Have we already seen that? 
I'm feeling sort of mad about this choice because yeah. of those reasons. And I, th- I wasn't realizing it was because of those reasons, but I think I feel like it's happened already in a way, yeah. though it truly, it truly hasn't, but it kind of has because it, I mean, it was only a thinly veiled difference between the kid and Prince yeah. Rogers Nelson, yeah. you know? I mean, he would probably say it was wildly different, but like, it's not the impression people have, you know? So... You know, I don't a know. A look inside of his, that the other thing too is that we, we probably know everything about Frank's world because he, we know more about him because everybody does. Right. You know, all of his affairs, all of his Kennedy, everything you know about him. Whereas Prince, you'd be like Damon saying, you want to see everything. There's a bunch of stuff you didn't see. Yeah. And you, you want to see that. Compared and, to between the two, then with that logic, I think yeah. that's sound that there's way, there's way more undiscovered country with Prince Rogers. I would um, agree. So I, I think that I would do that. And plus, as Damon said, there's unbelievable gals. I mean, what a beautiful thing for women. And, and, and I'll do you one more because Prince is so beloved that, that like high test talent would be like down as fuck to be, you get great director, yeah. you know, to be Apollonia because you don't have to carry the fucking picture. You just yeah. come in and do that, Yep. you know? And uh, Kim and a million women, like assuming, again, we're assuming that every woman in the story is cool with us pulling back the sheets so to already speak, signed know. off <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think it, it's gotta be lou gotta already be checked those result. boxes oh yeah, yeah. Ow! <laughs> all right so we're prince damon we're prince on this yeah for sure i think uh sinatra just did something that other people had done before him and after it was just like a good singer and prince yeah. is just an alien who landed on earth and when you right. have to kind of unpack that Okay, moving on. George Michael, David Bowie. And I know Bowie has that thing, Starman. I don't mean the half-assed one where they don't get they don't get the rights and all that. And, oh, no. you mean the Mark Maron one? Yeah, no, not that. That one was dog shit. The the yeah. the the thing that just was released was incredible, but it's like not a not what we're talking about. Yeah, right. So mm. George Michael and Bowie. I like well, George Michael, but I mean compared to Bowie, he's it's he's such a lightweight, and I don't mean he's a lightweight. I'm saying compared to Bowie. He's, I just, I don't know if I could care that much about George Michael if, if my option is Bowie, right? Here's the, and here's the other side of that. Sadly, sadly, well, and for this argument anyways, for George Michael, sadly, a movie has already been done that covered a lot of this ground, and that was the Freddy movie. It's, yeah, it's not true. the same at all, but it's yeah. fucking similar enough that it feels samey. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I got concerned a bit with him. That there's no, I know that Prince and Bowie weren't exactly... They were the strongest, you know, it wasn't a band situation really, but George Michael really wasn't other than, other than, uh, other than Andrew, which, you know, but it wasn't. But David Bowie had collaborators right, at the correct. wazoo yes. that would be, yeah, that right. would be, that would, so that the band yeah. dynamic would still be there. Whereas correct. like with Prince, the revolution yeah. is the dynamic. Everybody else is, fuck you. I don't want to kowtow to you. Right. It's not even an argument that I'm going to have with you guys. Yeah. I think. Uh, George Michael could be just like an unsolved mysteries episode where you figure out what the <laughs> fuck Andrew Ridgely ever did. Hey, he, George cut him a, a, a half slice of uh, careless whisper as a as a thank you. That was just like a fucking severance package yeah, for him, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, I yeah. think they, there's so much you could tell. I mean, the Bowie thing is just like done right and done perfect and done beautiful. Like Bowie should great. be like a a, a a series, right? Like like eight episodes or something. I don't think you, you could, could fit it all that. in a movie. You could do that, yeah. 
You know? I wouldn't rule that out. I'll play in that. You, I'll, I'll jump in that pool. Lou <laughs> <laughs> ain't afraid. No, no, no. <laughs> the serious moonlight. I'm a story. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Put on your red shoes. <laughs> That's a sweet melody, baby. Thank you. So we're going. So we're going Bowie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Fuck yeah. Okay. Bowie it is. Okay, up next. Which you don't hear about this one that much. The Rolling Stones and Nirvana. I thought you were going to say John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you don't. I mean, Nirvana, you've, that's been out there a lot that, you know, Nirvana biopic. But I think Bradley, Bradley Pitt tried to make that happen yeah. for a handful of years and couldn't get with the Probably ran into the program. Yeah, yeah. So did Dave Pitts. <laughs> Dave Pitts. Dave Pitts tried to do it too. <laughs> Uh, so between those two, what the hell was it? It was Nirvana and who? The Rolling Stones. Stones. Yeah. Stones, Steely Dan, Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that about like Seven Eleven cups or something? <laughs> no, it was just a guy who was talking about like. I'm so glad the KMETs. It was a guy talking. He's so glad the KMETs around. You know, they play the quality music. Music I like. Music for me. Stones, Steely Dan, Beatles. Right. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. His voice wasn't at all like that because we grew up in South Pasadena. But yeah, right. <laughs> that's the way I remember it. <laughs> that wasn't a commercial. It was a commercial. It was. Yeah, it was yeah, a it commercial was. for the radio like a station, station. Thing, yeah. you know, like okay. yeah. mm-hmm. KLOS. You know, <laughs> music for me. They play music for me. Music that I like. My family. <laughs> All right, guy. Self-absorbed brick. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Just click over to KLOS. You're fine. <laughs> it's going to be all right over there, too, I guarantee you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like the exact same stations right next to each other. <laughs> the stickers are the same. Figure <laughs> uh, the stones, really, right? I mean, Yeah, I mean, th- there's so much iconography there, and there- I feel like... People would just fuck up the, the, the Kurt Cobain story. I don't I can't six decades of show it. business rather than you know four years. I mean, still a monster story. They're the biggest band in the world. Yeah, but but yeah, there's not a there's yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, right. They they rocket to they they come up, they rocket to fame. He dies, right? <laughs> yeah, like one the, the one Kurt Cobain story is like a a five percent sliver of the Rolling Stone story, right? Because there's know? so many fucking like. Talk about the fucking TV show. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, yeah. with, with Nirvana, I, I just got the feeling it would just be so depressing that, I mean, I know there's sex, drugs, and rock and roll moments, but they're different than the ones that, you know, the more positive, cokey ones. But you it's more like- drugs <laughs> and it's smack, so it's like insular, yeah. insular drugs. Right, like at yeah. least with coke, people are like bouncing off the walls and yeah. fucking and doing all kinds of things. With smack, you ain't doing any of those things. Right, that's what I You're going go to go to sleep. That story, like, oh, Watch well. a guy napping. Yeah, right. It's like, hmm. He's got cool hair. Yeah, I can see it. There's the pillow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stones, it is then. Yeah. Moving on, next bracket. Beatles versus Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Jesus, I've seen so many Beatles biopics. Because they've they've, they've made them. I know, but no one's really really done... The one, have they? You're talking about the prestige one. Yeah, the, yeah, the one where, and, I, and as, as more I thought about that, I thought about even at, at one point I had Beatles, you know, slash Paul McCartney, because that's really what is going to be the bulk of the story. If you could do it, yeah. if you could do it fucking balls right amazing, yeah. I don't know, like Beatles are my favorite band. Like I would want to see it done beautifully. I can't imagine a world where I wouldn't be fucking going, 
with this shit, like as I am with all rock movies, it's yeah. just I'm just I'm just a bitter fucking prick. Oh yeah, come on! I know way too much about the Beatles. It, 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 this is It'll a personal hard, yeah. decision for me. Right. I just I've I've just seen too much of it, and uh, that doesn't you know marginalize their music or anything. I'm just like every everything I've ever seen. Like I could sit here and critique the Get Back documentary if you right. wanted me to. Hey Damon, um, do you know that you, we would get Satan if we went with Zeppelin though? Yeah, we could get him. We could get, get the him. Dark Lord. Already this, signed him. That's what I'm saying. By yeah. the way, his son's an agent, an agent at CAA. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know the kid. I know the kid. <laughs> Skip Satan. Yeah. Already got it. Already got him booked. He prefers to go with Satan. Satan, <laughs> different kind of thing. Um, and the uh, the Beatles though, and also I, with the Beatles outside of Elvis, that is the biggest rock death ever. Yeah, John Lennon is the biggest rock death ever outside of Elvis. Yeah, because yeah. he was basically prime. He was basically prime. John Lennon was fucking forty. And also with 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 Lennon, there's no no more tragic death. I mean, you don't want to say Elvis deserved it, but he was on drugs and he was in the right. toilet and what all that means. Sadly, his, he was asking for it. He was telling yeah. his body he wanted to go. Right, and his and you know he didn't you know Lennon didn't know D. He didn't. I mean, that's the right. most tragic death that there is murdered yeah yeah i mean that nobody else was yeah you know uh so wait the Beatles story follows us all the all the way up to the to the lennon murder oh yeah oh yeah oh. that's why i'd say you'd be like paul mccartney you got to kind of tell that but you know that would yeah you'd have to tell that's the death and the, i mean i don't i know george harrison isn't with us anymore but he's also stabbed was stabbed by that uh yeah that right Okay, so if that's the case, then I, I might have. To, I'm leaning towards the Beatles only because we get to watch Ringo in the, in the studio doing the No No song. <laughs> <laughs> get to see him prepping for Caveman. I've got to wake up on the floor. They're just talking. To, they're, they're, they're just him, like Harry Nielsen, talking to Ringo in some scene, and they're like, "So, Ring, uh, uh, you excited to do the the monkey movie? It's a Caveman movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. You excited for it? What, what kind of prep are you doing? You you go into the zoo and shit? Ha ha! Very funny." Uh, I'm just doing the work, Harry. You know, just doing the work. <laughs> Eating bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> and Zeppelin's got some points, though. I mean, that's me talking about the, Satan. Jesus doing the tunes, yeah. the, the everything. It's it's everything's covered in that that we need. Plus the death of John Bonham, which is right. was huge. I, I don't. I was thinking about that. I've never. Although he's just the drummer, I've I, there's scarcely been a band that. The drums drove the band in such a way that right. he did that. You know, it's such a part of that act, and they didn't. They they couldn't do it after that. You know, don't forget that. Uh, you know, Plant's kid died too. Yeah, Carrick, right, right, right in the middle yeah. of it all. Yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, there's a lot. To, there's a lot in both those stories. I and that death is still the fracture in the band because yeah. Jimmy Rob doesn't Robert view Jimmy as like having been distant and didn't care for his brother. The way that maybe should have happened. I think he was just like I think he was just lost in his own world. But like yeah, he was, he, just was like, he was trying whatever. to summon the kid back to life with Satan. <laughs> you exactly. know he was. You fucking know that he was. He's like, dude, I tried hard. What do you mean I didn't care? <laughs> um, I think the fucking I'm fucking on it with the Beatles. I think if, if you know, I have I'm the I have uh, everlasting uh, uh, optimism, uh, and I just believe that this can be done, though it hasn't been done. It would be a miracle if somebody made a beautiful Beatles movie and yes. the extendo, as you say, uh, following John and Paul down the road a bit would be impactful. And, and let me say, Mr. Wasserman would say this. What if I could get Paul McCartney to direct? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want him anywhere near that. You're yeah, probably right. right. You're probably right. 
Give my regards to Broad Street. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting coming up. Why are we doing that? <laughs> I think maybe we start with coming up. <laughs> All right, Damon, Beatles? Uh, n- no, I'm, I got to go on Zeppelin. I got to see Satan. I got to see uh, the kid dying. Uh, I got to see Bonham choking on vomit. And the other thing I really need to see is I think the character of John Paul Jones is constantly being left places. Like <laughs> he gets up in the morning to go down to get on the bus and it's already left. They, they keep forgetting that he's in the band. The, that's the runner is that he's no one ever knows where JPJ is. <laughs> All right. So I get to decide then. Yeah. <laughs> do it, Lou. Do it. <sighs> I think for the good of the studio, I'm going to go Led Zeppelin. What? Hello. I am. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're doing. Do it. Uh, next, The Who versus ACDC. That's easy. Come on. Well, Please. what is it? Please. The Deese, bro. It's the Deese. You get great. You get fucking crazy Bond. I mean, they're all fucking <laughs> really. Uh, unpsyched people, I think, is my impression. Like, as awesome and as kinetic as ACDC is, yeah. you won't find a more polar opposite on the interest scale. Yeah, right. nothing That's to what say I was kind of wondering wonder about. Like, what's the story there? You're they right. are dull. They are yeah. dull. There's a lot guys. of ACDC just sitting around in rooms. <laughs> Right. And they're always drinking tea and right. tiny right. little guys. Yeah. So, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but yeah, Bond, I, but Bond was a big personality. The, the early, early years yeah. like that would be great. I mean, he's yeah, no I, Moon I, the Loon, though. You're right. <laughs> There's more. Yeah. I don't know. I think that all of Pete's troubles. I mean, just. You know, Rogers Trout, Trout yeah. Farms. Yeah, Ro- Rogers, <laughs> Rogers in a fish game. You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trout, Rog. Oh, great. Let me tell you about it. I'm good. <laughs> and we could probably milk a good like 20 minute scene of Pete Townsend in a giant room full of synthesizers. <laughs> just like just patching chords and everything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just- just watch his, just watch it, just uh, just end twistle, just leaning on his base, just rolling his eyes. <laughs> You're done yet, Pete. <laughs> Are you gonna put that synthesizer on every song? <laughs> Let me guess, Buka Deka Buka Deka Buka Deka. <laughs> Bobo, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know between the two. I mean, I fucking love the DC, but like they are bumps on a log. Yeah, uh, as, as characters, person. that's the thing. I was bumping me. I, I didn't know what that, but the, that, but the story is great. That right before their biggest thing, right. their singer dies and they overcome it and make one of the biggest records in the world. That's just a that's yeah. a great story. The story is great. The story yeah. is great. Yeah, but they are not. They are. They don't exactly jump off the screen. Because you'd really start telling a lie. You'd, you'd have to like sauce it up, and it wouldn't be accurate anymore. All right, we go in who? Yeah, I think it's the who, yeah. Okay. And last, interested in, interested in this from you especially, Aaron, In Excess versus Def Leppard. <laughs> and I know yeah. they both had VH1 stories. I know. God, but I'm talking not- about big one, well done, and just can't see, you know, casting handsome Michael. Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. I, I, I don't want 
<laughs> I'm the guy that we were just bagging on the other day who doesn't want to do the hypothetical. I was going to say, I don't even want to do this one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it just really, oh, fuck, I'm so bummed by that idea. You know, it's not fair. I mean, let's put let's put a thing on the imaginary plate that we had. We had the fucking guy. Like, found the guy on the street. Like, it was just the guy. He yeah, just woke right. up and he was the guy. So yep. let's assume that that's true. Yep. Certainly a great story. I, um, I I run into the same thing with Def Leppard that I feel like they're boring guys. <laughs> but the tunes are just... They're, they're lads. Monstrous. So they're, they're lads. They're lads are what yeah. they are, you know? And, and I, they I don't know overcame they... everything and so yeah. much. I mean, it's almost a comedy of what they overcame yeah. uh, with the loss of limbs and people. Yeah, they, 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 the they, name of the Def Leppard movie is, you gotta be shitting me. Exactly, <laughs> right. It's just, it's a, what? It would be a, I mean, that's just a... I don't know, Damon, how, where do you come down on this? I'm sure, Aaron, you watched that entire AXS yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. And and I got through the first episode, and I thought it was not bad. It wasn't horrible. They seem to be telling the story properly, from what I know of the NXS story. Mm-hmm. I um, think so. It was a, just a little off-putting to see those actors playing them. But yeah, anyway, Tim was cares? way in. But Tim was deep involved in it. Um, oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Like, real into it. Um, The peak of Def Leppard seems to be, other than their hits and stuff, and kind of like breaking through... Would be that guy losing his arm, right? Because they already that's right after, right? Yeah, that's right after. So that's yeah. the end of the first act, the, right, the yeah. like, like right before the second act, right? Yeah, so like right there, yeah, the big thing. And then there's then what? But all they did was figure out how he could keep drumming, and then they just kept ascending. You and then know, Steve I, died. Well, Steve, Steve died, died, but they too. kept ascending. They kept ascending, and then they just are continuing to be old. Was he and in the band? Yes, yeah, Steve. Yes, yeah. yeah, Steve died of. of Steve Clark died. Yeah. 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 Oh, so I don't know. I think the NXS story, if you've got the right guy, it's a big fucking if. Yeah. Um, then I think that there's it's cinematic. And because he was such a globetrotter, bon vivant, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and it's like everyone was sort of, he was that Jim Morrison esque type of person where people were just like, this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, as Def Leppard doesn't have that, like, you have this thing that doesn't exist on a planet normally, and occasionally it comes around, and that was Mike. You know, so where we so Aaron, so Aaron's coming down in excess. What about you, Damon? Yeah. Mm, I don't think either of them have a very interesting story. Even though I love the the music of in excess, interesting enough for a, a movie that people are going to care about. Is my point? Yeah, I yes, think that the sure. in excess is more interesting than the just the lads that are you know Sheffield Yabos. You know, they're fine. They're great. I love Death Leopard, but between these two, I would say that it's easily a. a, a and any excess choice. All right. Mm, I, I guess I'm going to have to, if I'm just going on pure uh, movie making and I want to satisfy Lou, uh, I think I, I think the uh, Def Leppard songs are going to be something that's going to, you know. There's a lot of them. Like a musical. Yeah, I just feel yeah. like that's that's going to be more uh, crowd pleasing. So I'm going with Def Leppard. Right. I, I, I agree with all that. But what Mr. Wasserman's going to do this time, as much as our, our uh, Pretenders Van Halen conversation, I'm going to put in excess in this because I'm going to go. I'm going to put a smaller one in here just to see. And you're okay. right about you're right about Def Leppard. But I'm going to take a chance that in excess is a smaller, more inexpensive movie. And if we get the right guy, just like we've got the right Chrissy, we we got something incredible. You could call it inexpensive. I n n. As long as you don't call it need you tonight or something. As long as you don't do that. New sensation. <laughs> yeah, Lou, please. I'm begging you, Lou. The devil inside. No. Well, they called that series Never Tear Us Apart, didn't they? Yeah. God, it's so yeah. ridiculous. Dumb. It writes itself. 
All right, let's move on. This is fucking huge fucking brackets. This is, sorry, yeah, all right. All right, we'll try to go faster because we've made all the arguments. BGs versus Van Halen. I, I think Van Halen's going to have a more kind of rocking, a lot rockin of pizzazz, roll, roller coaster story. Yeah, pizzazz for days. Yeah, Van Halen it VH. is. Prince versus Bowie. Ooh, that's a toughie. Bowie's a longer story. Uh, both died unexpectedly. Um, Bowie's a longer story, and the comeback of Bowie was amazing. Where he sort of where he, like. To to drop a record and die on your fucking 69th birthday, first of all, like, by the way, my king dies on 69th, please. Just say ever. <laughs> and he dropped, and fucking Blackstar came out right as he fucking died. Like, you can't do a bit. It's cinematic in a fucking half. You can't, it can't be beat for that part of it. Like, he knew how to fucking end a thing. He hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Damon? Uh, is that your answer, Bowie? I think so, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think so. Uh, I'm I'm going to stick with Prince. I think he's going to. Oh yeah, 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 I feel like his his he's got the beats of a story uh, more than more than Bowie. Here's your biopic, motherfucker. Uh! Uh! <laughs> I agree with Damon. I think uh, I think it's Prince. Ah. <laughs> okay, moving on. What do okay. we got next, bruh? Stones versus Led Zeppelin. Mm. I don't want to see either one of those fucking movies. Love them both, but I don't want to see the movies. <laughs> I feel like I've seen so many specials, like so many, you know, like, oh my God. And then he was carrying muddy waters. Uh, all right. <laughs> God damn it. We were friends from school. Right. I want to see the know. Stone story more just because I. it would be cool to see all those right. questions answered. But I don't know. I feel like Zeppelin has, you know, they still have a, a more... A, a, meteor story with all the satanic stuff and stairway to heaven and yeah, you're not gonna get dying. the dark lord in the in the stones movie well we got we got we got sympathy for the devil that's you know. true <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but they, they, they they're talking about they're talking about him not like he's not go ahead soup room. come yeah. on what you- yeah he was he was in jimmy page's living room at that place up in loch ness dude he was like sitting there hello right. Steve oh, yeah. devil Oh, we yeah. Were, yeah, Jimmy and 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 Beazelbub were doing an Eiffel Tower on a chick. At one oh, point. oh, I I I, <laughs> I walked in once to that castle, and the, 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 the Satan was in the bathtub, just taking a bath. <laughs> Damn it, if he wasn't sudsing up, <laughs> looked yeah, weird. Okay. You know, Zeppelin. All right, Zeppelin, it is. All right, who versus in excess? I'm going with who. I think they have a better story. Yeah. Okay. True. Agreed. Who it is? Uh, down to the last four: Van Halen versus Prince. You know what? Like, okay, I'm going to talk to Lou specifically here on this one. Sure. Uh, Prince is a global entity, Mm -hmm. whereas Van Halen, not nearly as much. Uh, Van Halen didn't translate the way that Prince did just as far as, A, the the sheer amount of volume. So if you were going to talk about it as far as the value of the property, Mm -hmm. I would think that it would be more global immediate recognition. I mean, Eddie Van Halen is one thing. Somebody in like Ghana would probably know him if you show the picture. Yeah. But they probably wouldn't be able to like sing a song, but with Prince, it's a different story, you know? So you're saying Prince? I think that because of that. As a global point, brand? Yeah, that it would be, it's a shorthand with the population of the world uh, would go, okay, I understand that. I'll casually go into this rather than Van Halen. What does that even mean? You know what I mean? For some folks. Except the Dutch. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be huge in fucking the Netherlands. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a hard time arguing with the Prince thing, even though I feel like Van Halen might be a cooler story. I think it's a cooler story fucking for sure. Yeah. But if we're talking about money for the stewed, I think that Lou very graciously 
gave us the smaller NXS picture to tell at yeah. A24. So, like, we're going to still get our rocks off. And Van Halen ultimately is just like a, a, a rock band story. Prince is, again, a, a, this, this otherworldly ent- entity. Yeah, everything that there is. Plus, you get Epiloni. Plus, you get fucking Suzanne Haas. Plus, you get <laughs> purifying <laughs> herself in the waters of Lake Minnesota. Uh, yeah, all the women. Which we've yeah, already all seen. <laughs> all of the women. Yeah. Well, what about all the women with Van Halen? I mean, just, I mean, they yeah, were for famous. Yeah, for real. For real. Like, yeah, right, yeah. one woman goes between the two. But, yeah. like, yes, for real. But, you know, maybe maybe it's better for the studio. Right, the Apollonia connection. Prince. I forgot that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, guys. Where are you coming down on this? Prince? I think I said Prince, yeah. And yeah, me too. Aaron's Prince, too. So I'm outvoted here. I would have gone Van Halen there. And you're but the that, studio. I was thinking for the studio, and the studio is, was the other fucking direction. We, Guys, this is why we have meetings. Right. Sometimes the <laughs> boss is wrong, and I can admit it. <laughs> I'm not afraid to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I'm not afraid, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, so what else? What's next, Led Chief? Zeppelin versus The Who. Wow. Not super dissimilar stories. Yeah. I think it's mighty Zepp. Both drummers died. Yeah. Um, like the same year, didn't they? Very close. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's but 1980, right, for both of them, right? Or 79, so. 80 for both of them? I think, no, yeah, it was in the 70s for Mooney. Yeah, Mooney was 78 even. You might be yeah. right, because right after... Okay. Uh, who are uh, you? Yeah, who are you? Right, yeah. I think the, 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 the Satan thing is a very real thing. You know what I mean? As far as, like, where he was at with it, like, that's kind of a wild story. I would go with that. My personal choice. Plus, I think there's a shorthand, uh, continuing that Prince argument, there's a shorthand across the globe. You just fuck. You show the people the fucking runes, and it's on. You know, same dude in Ghana. He's like, "Why do you guys keep coming to talk to me about this?" <laughs> I can't help but feeling you're using me for something. These are marketing tests. It's it's fine. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> Literally. Here's the five dollars. You can go enjoy. You can you can uh, go enjoy an LA girl and a beer. <laughs> Thanks. I'll go get a fresca. Take these frozen sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Do that with them what you will. Back to your village. Yes. <laughs> All right, okay. go. All right. I say I say Zepp. You say Zeppelin. Yeah. As much as I'm gonna miss Pete Townsend, you know, dolefully sitting in a synthesizer room. <laughs> I think I think Satan always wins on this show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he does. So championship Prince versus Zeppelin. Wow. Well, with Prince you have the Jehovah's Witness. And then right, you, you got with that crowd. Page, you have the you have Satan. So I mean, this is another. I think Satan's way more fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he couldn't. Poor Prince couldn't even get a fucking operation. You know, but with Satan, you could do fucking anything. Do what you wilt. You know, there's nothing you can't do with the Dark Lord. <laughs> Dark Lord yeah, <laughs> Dark Lord like signs off on procedures and stuff. Like an he's like, I fucking do fake operations. Do whatever you fucking want. Do extra <laughs> yeah. operations. Fucking operate. Rip There's, my ass, dude. Let me let me say one thing about about Zeppelin and the story that concerns me. It just ends. I mean, right. Bonham dies and it just ends, and Jimmy and, and Robert are still alive, and they neither one does much, and it just there. It feels like there's no resolution to that story. The auxiliary cast of the prince one is so huge you get the you get morris you get fucking all those people there's so many people you know what i mean like it's a bigger story you know in so many ways yeah. it's just what i mean i i yeah and i i'm having trouble with prince a little bit because we've i feel like as you said everything you're saying we saw we saw in purple rain but 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 that's just know. his club life that's first avenue it's nothing after that and you know that's not even sign of the times 
in that movie. So there's there's a lot to tell after oh, that. Dude, yeah, a I lot. Mean, the change that, of the there's... name, the symbol, the the vault. There's a lot in there. Such a so. massive story even before that. True. Yeah. The jocks wrapped in the trench coat. Everything. <laughs> getting thrown to garbage at the Stones concert in 81. We're going to open we're going to open with Ronnie talk to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Prince, man. It's a tough one. Zeppelin's a, it's a, the tunes are huge, everything, but I as I said, I you know my objection with Zeppelin. I'm going to say that for the big kind of emotional musical moment, you're going to it it comes down to Purple Rain versus Stairway to Heaven, right? Pretty, pretty well, yeah. I yeah, guess, like I name guess another you, song by either of them that, that people are going to care more about. You're right. You, you're probably there's there's Zeppelin songs that are yeah. I'm okay listening to Purple Rain again too. You know, like I can I feel like it's closer to my soul. So that might be a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I'm up to my purple ass with Purple Rain though. Right. I mean, the, yeah, no yeah. one, no True. after he died, not one fucking artist could figure out any other Prince song to do except Purple Rain, including Sweet Sixty Nine. we did but we did we apologize for that by doing way deeper cuts as well we did america for christ's sake i was guilty as anyone i was standing we did dmsr yeah where the fuck is (laughs) mountains (laughs) who wants to do fucking america come on come on (laughs) you guys ready to rock song called sometimes it snows in april (laughs) five six seven come on (laughs) um yeah, I you know what? I'm sticking with with Zeppelin. I need I need my Dark Lord. I need my uh my my vomiting drummer. And I need John Paul Jones standing there with a suitcase and a bass watching the bus drive away. <laughs> Plus you get fucking mighty <laughs> Phil Collins show up for a yeah. portion of it. Uh and and I I like the ending of that of that. I like the fact that they just said band over, sorry. Yeah, it's a mass it's a massive story. So Lou's got to decide? Yeah. Yeah, it's on you, Lou. Lou's going to do Prince because it's a. It's yeah! a we're make more, I think we're going to make more money there. I I just don't I don't know what the ending is to Zeppelin and it bothers me. And when, when there is an ending, well, what's the ending of Prince? He dies in an elevator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a great big long. Yes. It's a longer story. I think there's more. But he's the guy that's dead. You know, he's the guy. The two guys that are that are the guys are alive in Led Zeppelin. Well, you're, you're missing out on the Honey Drippers, the Firm. <laughs> <laughs> the firm my, exactly my point friend <laughs> dem crooked vultures well you guys are forgetting we're missing on uh, uh, Godzilla <laughs> I'm not I'm not forgetting that I can't forget that it's a mortal prince wound prince it is prince is the biopic we're making guys let's do get to it. work on it right away do it <laughs> alright well Lou yeah. you called this meeting and you you came in with some questions and I guess do you feel like you're walking out of the meeting having fulfilled anything I do. I believe that uh, with your help, I do have my answer. I have my answer. I have my answer. I'm walking on air. Rolling right along here, boys. Boy. <laughs> that was a wow. long rocket. <laughs> We've done a long topic. It's the way it goes sometimes, man. We're not going to be held down, dude. It's not. It's a big, and I, there are so many, and, and, and there's so many great movies that I, I would make any one of these. Any one of them. Would be great. Yeah, they're all good. They're all they, they're sure. all they're all great possibilities. By the way, I cut. I, I went through this and I, I cut ten out of this of other ones that would have been just as well, not just as good. I don't think, but we certainly could have argued about. There's a lot out there that you can tell. Halloween, Halloween <laughs> would be one. No. Um, the the you know autograph parentheses the Randy Rand story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you didn't 
add those extra 10 to, for just a little more time to keep you away from the place you know you yeah. gotta go to. I thought it would. <laughs> Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. Sure. All right. See if this passes muster. <laughs> Aaron went second last time with Mike Love when he was torturing me. So yeah. I believe Aaron has to go first this time to torture George. Does that make sense to the lads? It makes sense to me. All right. Two and one is three, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm ready to roll. All right. What you got for me? Let me have it. All right. Uh, this song. George White, young George White. <laughs> I'm older than both of you. <laughs> this song comes from the Better Call the Coke Dealer back. We're just snorting the table at this point. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they said, <laughs> the other thing I'll say about this is that when they did We're the World, they said, leave your ego at the door. And at this session, the oh. mission statement seems oh. to have been leave your charm at the door and then slam that door on your foot. Oh, I know what <laughs> this what's is going to be. I you do not know. You, you, you oh, don't know I what don't. this song okay. is. There's no possible way you can okay. know. All right. I mean, you could know, but it, you'd be a fucking witch <laughs> in the service of the Dark Lord. Um, yeah, so like that, that's all I want to say, just so we know that it's coming from Coke. We're coming from uh, no, uh, e no soul with a ton of ego uh, and... Uh, here it a familiar is. Yeah. street for the Gitmos. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a, it's a very. Uh, uh, it's where we summer. We summer there at this intersection. We own three houses on the street already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here All we right, go. So let's let's spin it. Let's roll it. <laughs> let's see how long it takes, George. Georgie, it's 1986. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 1986. Okay. So far, I don't got it. All right. Era when they were still holding a microphone when they sang in, in video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, is that Paul Rogers? What is that? No, that's not a bad no, guess. But uh, yeah, no. I'm I'm I won't say it, Aaron. But I'm I'm pretty sure this song slash video slash artist was referenced as a guess for maybe one of mine. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, George. Tell you. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's. Heartbeat by Don Johnson. Oh shit! Is that? Oh my god! Okay, well you know what? I wow! I, I should have known this. You know why? Uh, because this came very close in with me. Very close <laughs> as, a, as a choice for you. I almost, I almost did this. I almost did this for one of you. So now it's off the list. Yeah, that's uh, that's Young Dweezil Zap on the guitar. That's right. Not? That's that's the yeah. Dweez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> songwriters Eric, uh, professional songwriters Eric Kaz and Wendy Waldman. And yeah. produced by Chaz Sandford. Who is Chaz Sandford? Oh, well, he has done a lot of things. Co-producer uh, and writer of A Piece of Your Action by The Babies. And What Kind of Man Would I Be by Shicky G. Talk to Me by Stevie Nicks. And the big one, Missing You, John Wayne. 
Mm. So, uh, big time credits. That guy's got a lot uh, of so folks. Yes, yeah, 1986. <laughs> this is a fucking. Can you imagine? Yeah. The volume of coke in this, uh, in this experience, and like the there was a very sp- very spiteful review uh, in Musician Magazine that says uh, Don Johnson sings as well as Glenn Fry acts. <laughs> <laughs> It's in a musician magazine by J.D. Uh, Consident. Uh, so it's very, almost bitchy, one would say. Uh, but, but let me tell you, let, let's put this in perspective a bit. Now, here we are, for people who don't know, 1986, uh, Miami Vice television show was the biggest thing that existed. It had been for the year previous. I think it was season two, maybe starting in 86. There is no bigger star on the planet than Donald Johnson, no, the man singing not. this song. Um, just you can really, really do no wrong, <laughs> like like everything, like culture. Like I w- I went to a uh, uh, a very integrated school at this time, and all all the kids knew about fucking Miami Vice and were into Miami Vice. Black, white, Puerto Rican, everybody just a freaking <laughs> Friday Friday night nine Miami o'clock. Era. Yeah, dude, it was on yeah, yeah. for the Vice. Yeah. Now I'm in high school at this point. I I and and and. I didn't care about Miami Vice as soon as I got to high school. You started living your own Miami Vice, right? <laughs> That's right. South Pass Vice. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so like, I didn't care about it anymore. But it's, you know, it's funny to think about. Like, Miami Vice lasted until I graduated high school. It lasted until 89. It was. That's right. So, like, there isn't a bigger thing on the planet. And so, and so it was time to make a record. Don had sang before. And, and he's just uh, a very... It seemed sort of like an obvious choice in some ways to me that he would ha- make a pop record. Um, but like this, I want to listen to this song with you. And I sent you guys the lyrics. And so the song's called Heartbeat and he's looking for, he's looking for love and he's not finding it. But the video is him as a wartime photographer <laughs> running around. Right. I forgot that. Yes. That's not really important. Let's think about, let's go back to the song and the lyrics that I sent you. Now, it's about him looking for love. Heartbeat. Da-da-da-da-da. Very well-trod territory. (laughs) What I'm saying to you is this. The lyrics could be read as if we, the listener, are following our hero who's got a health problem, and we're following him from specialist to specialist because he has a circulatory issue. So I want you to listen. I want you to listen to what he's saying. And there's just and there's just a doctor with a stethoscope, and he's sort of a right. wacky doctor with glasses. Exactly. Like, and he, he's, 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 he's got the stethoscope, and he's going nothing. nothing. Right, dude. <laughs> if this was a Weird Al song, it would just be right. it would just be Al, right, doing like Al. these exact lyrics, and yeah. you'd go, oh, I right, I get it. He's doing a goof on it. Right. He's looking for a heartbeat. <laughs> no, so nothing. let's listen to the song. That's all. Chest. Yeah, that's all. And there'd be a scene where there'd be something like the game operation and there'd be nothing in there. <laughs> they pull it out and there's like a hubcap in there or something. Like, what? Right, they do exactly. a take a on a what the? license plate like in Jaws. An old shoe. <laughs> old a lot of what does. Um, okay, so let's listen to Heartbeat. Let's listen to um, Heartbeat. Yeah, uh, let's listen to that. I just love the microphone. It's so great. Yeah. You can give it away. Your money don't mean much to me. I've been out on my own Gonna go alone now Cause that's the way it's got to be Weird melody across Everybody the board yeah, he's, having, he's struggling with it too Did he just yeah, speed yeah. up? Did the I feel like the music or the bass player just sped up in the middle it's, of that it's, a, it's one of the strangest 
if you were following the bouncing ball of like where like where to sing what he's saying, there's there's maybe too many words. Uh, but it's yeah. just it's it's really weird, especially this first verse. <laughs> it starts to get a little bit more sort of you start to understand it later. But he's all over the map. I think he's, that's what I say. He's having he's having. Here's what the first verse is where he notices that he might have something wrong with him, <laughs> that he should go see a specialist. Because <laughs> he goes, I can't find the rhythm. I can't find anything. Something is up with me. <laughs> right, you're, you're right. And mo- most songs of this type, at least, the, the it, it sounds familiar. Like the, right. the melody sounds like a familiar melody that you've heard. And somehow yeah. this one, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, this should be like uh, every, like, you go, oh, this sounds like five Peter Cetera songs. Right, ex- right exactly. Like that. Yeah, where it's a familiar, yes, right, yeah. And the other thing that's happening here is that he's, especially if you th- take the time into it, uh, 86, what they wanted to do was make a power station record, it sounds like. And they failed on every, <laughs> every, oh. the bass player sounds synthetic. The and drums that's where don't they sound Dweezil like. could do that, right? Yeah, they that's wanted a shreddy, they, yeah. like Andy yeah. Taylor shreddy. Yeah. But Andy Taylor has some fucking sauce in him, you know? And like Dweezil, I, I don't want to get into that. That, yeah. you know, it's neither here nor there with this. But like, yeah. but that's what they were up to. They got a guitar hero go in there, like a, a fucking second, a fourth string fucking guitar hero. Um, dopey fucking drums. Drums, I was thinking that the drums sounded like aggressive in a totally bad way. They sound like those, they sound like the way I imagined those bunker busters sounded uh, in the second uh, Desert Storm. (laughs) 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 They were blowing up the bunkers. It's totally soulless and dumb. And so here's the, it's the end of the first verse where we've got a, a disturbed Don Johnson. He's clocking that something's wrong. He's probably checking his pulse. (laughs) And uh, let's see what happens to him now. It looks like, uh, the bad guy in, in the video is Gus Fring. <laughs> Who's I Gus think it might Fring? be young Young Fring. It, it's uh, it's the guy from Breaking Bad. I forget his name. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you say it's Dave Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbeat. <laughs> right, here we go. Beat the odds for now. Beat the odds for now. It's standing by the fire, but he can't feel the heat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're right. That melody shot. Standing by, I just can't feel the heat. It should be that. It's not. It's He does it different. It's, I can't feel the heat. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I expected it to go that way because there's a way that pre-chorus like that should sound. And he did it exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah so he's alarmed. He's like, normally when a person stands next to fire, they can feel it. But I think there's something wrong with me because I can't feel the heat. Yeah. And then he repeats it. I can't feel the heat. My right ring finger is numb, and I'm not feeling the heat. <laughs> John, you're standing on a Bunsen burner. I, what? Nothing, this is getting nothing, ridiculous. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe you're numb from Coke. <laughs> so let's listen to more of Don's right. uh, medical issues. All right. He's concerned. This is where the Weird Al video, where he's got all these specialists and wires coming out of him. Yeah, right. Stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's in a smock and he's upset because his ass is showing. He's just, it's just all over the place. Slapstick. <laughs> so like this is Don. Maybe this is like Don's meta shit saying that like there's no soul in this man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. So like yeah. here's Don. Here's Don. He's looking for a heartbeat. I'm looking for a heartbeat. He says it two times. 
Yeah, that part I remember. I have no memory of this verse. I know this Happy. chorus though. It's like they did a yeah. better job on the on the. They, they put all everything into the chorus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real, Georgie, I could have come up to you on the street uh, as I often do, and <laughs> yeah, just went sure. just yeah. out of nowhere, just rolled up in my car, jumped out, ran up in front of you, said hi, hello, George, good to see you. Then I went, heartbeat. You go, <laughs> oh yeah, Do- Donnie J. Yeah, <laughs> and then we then we go to Tommy's, <laughs> go to Tommy's. <laughs> and never speak of it again. But you would know what I was saying. I would. I would. Yeah. All right. This this song is like the origin story for Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he was created. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> he was in the hole in Don Johnson's heart. Yeah. It's just, it's, it just is the most. He was trying to get out. Tepid '80s shit ever. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I also was thinking, yeah. Damon. It's, is that like yeah. this song? When people shit on the '80s, it's these efforts that screwed it. Yeah, I you know was I mean? fucking there, everybody. When I, I'm not talking out of my ass when I say like a lot of this '80s stuff is garbage. Yeah, really bad for each in each year. This is what happens, and like big money spent on him. So like he had a he had a conversation. Walter Yetnikoff is a fucking massive fucking. Oh my god! Yeah, Lou, Lou Wasserman type of dude, and yeah. and uh, and Don says, "Sure, I'll do a record for you," but like the moment. The moment I feel like it's bullshit, I'm gonna walk out the door. So and he will. This too. song, this song, and this song is he was a okay with. He should he should have hit the door by, by this chorus. Yeah. He should have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this in mind. So let's listen to this so we can move along sure. and, and just see see what happens to Don. All yeah. Right. Nobody does though, because he can't feel anything. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother getting into the video. It's about as stupid in eighties as yeah. as you'd imagine. No, there's no reason to get into that. Like that goes off of my It's a war photographer cut with just him in dramatic light wearing his Miami Vice outfit, right? Yeah, he's like in a stu- in like not in the studio, but yeah. like in a, in a soundstage. Uh, uh, you know, soundstage, yeah. and yeah. he's doing. Performing, performing with the band, and Dweezil's kind of wandering around. And, gr- right. dre- and gre- bre- uh, Dweezil has a bright green guitar, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, the band sort of looks like. Uh, oh my god, he does some choreography with those two girls that makes me want to fucking <laughs> run out into traffic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but like the you know the war photography thing just gets in the way of my argument, which is a funner argument, which is I think that something's wrong with Don, <laughs> <laughs> and that he's telling us. This tempo seems so to go words. slower and faster all the time. Is it me or? Well, that, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I think that I've put a seed into your ear that <laughs> something's wrong is. with him. <laughs> My heart's starting to beat irregularly because of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lightheaded. <laughs> okay. So there's some more of this. Yeah. Oh, all God. Right. All right. I have to describe this. So at one point he walks over next to the, the backup singers who are just kind of randomly standing on the side of the stage, not doing anything. And he's st- singing at the wall, really singing at the wall. <laughs> and then the the camera angle changes and he whips around to stare at the camera and the two <laughs> backup singers start walking <laughs> forward and backwards, it, like crossing in front of him. 
<laughs> and he's singing through the the gap that they're are they supposed to be a heartbeat or something i don't know i think so they're like oh. you know that the director was stroking it to this like just thinking like oh yeah yeah and the yeah. girls are like oh yeah. god this is going on film <laughs> jesus they both left the industry after this video shoot wow Quit show business, became teachers. Look, this was like, what am I in 86? Like 17 86. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. This was fucking lame back then when I was 17. You know? No, it was lame in the moment for sure. Yeah. Like it was lame right away. It dropped on the streets and it was dumb. I, d- I just pictured Don and, and Bruce Willis just sitting there in a bar oh, somewhere. God, they closed imagine? the bar just for them and they're just getting their cock sucked at the same time and smoking <laughs> cigars and going like, Bruce, I'm telling you, it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> Our records are number one. Our- <laughs> I will say yes and, but they were also both in that same voice going, and boy, did those records we just made suck. <laughs> you know, after the fact, like immediately after the fact, they're like, that was garbage. It was stupid. <laughs> Getting my rod polished anyways, though, so what difference does it make? Uh, all right, oh, here boy. we go. For my wrist's heart will heal. This is my favorite. So he's, I'm looking for a love, a love like mine. They tell me it's so hard to find, but I could feel it in the rhythm of the heartbeat in the street. Yeah. The heat's on the street, guys. The heat is on nice. the street. There we go. So is the beat. Glenn Fry kind of chipped in on these lyrics, I think. Beats <laughs> Things on the street, have to happen the on the street. So doesn't it sound like it was written by something like a Dane or something? Like some, yeah, some like Danish it's, person? It's You're right. It is. Yeah. Like weird places like a scorpion song. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, where you're like, hmm, that's not a choice an American would make. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's keep going here. Oh, by the way, when he's in the scenes as the war photographer, he's wearing like post-apocalyptic, like what Tina Turner wears in, in Mad Max movies. like But with a cool headband, right? But it's like a vest, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's some sort of weird like flash dance meets tina turner in mad max look it's weird it's because he's embedded man yeah he's embedded exactly but i don't know <laughs> it's why. probably a flak jacket in case he catches you can't wear a vest like that in baghdad you get laughed off the streets yeah. pulling that, <laughs> pull that routine right i don't yeah i don't know why you dress like jonathan kane from jordan when you're <laughs> i'll tell you what if johnny kane goes over there to negotiate keep him yeah <laughs> Keep that fuck. Uh, all right, here we go. It's so hard to find, but I feel in the rhythm, the heartbeat in the street. What the fuck choice wow, is that? What, just happened what the there? fuck choice is that? <laughs> he he's going with that whole melody, dun 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 dun, all the way down, where you think surely we're gonna go up. You go dun 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 Street. Street. It's his heartbeat running down. He really sounds like he's dying because, you know, a healthy Don Johnson wouldn't have stood for that. No way. Fucking Sonny Crockett. It sounds like he's doing a little bit of this voice. Heartbeat. I'm looking for a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how he sings it when he goes on the Muppet Show. All right. And by the way, I think the guys they're chasing are on bicycles. 
It's a, it was a simpler time. I don't even know. It's a simpler time, guys. Yeah. Bicycle chases. <laughs> Got a Jeep? No. <laughs> we, we know they're bad guys because they're, they're peeling out on their bikes and kicking dirt all over. Okay, or teenagers with mongooses. <laughs> and Don's just running around with a vest and a camera. He can't. There's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> All right, trying to get the shot, I guess. I've, you know, now, wh- I gotta be honest, I've never heard this song, like, ever. I'm, I, I avoided it my entire life. I had no idea that just happened. Yeah. That's a you, note? What is it? What is that? What? All right. Here we go. <laughs> He's saying, tell me what you feel now without the heartbeat. heartbeat. Tell me what you feel now. Without the <laughs> so he's talking to somebody else who's got the same malady that he does. It's the he's guy in the next to... room. It's the guy yeah, across, the the, you know, across the curtain. <laughs> hey, what's the word on the street, <laughs> Jerry? I feel like they're at an encounter group. Because, <laughs> hey, are you fucking Sonny Crockett? <laughs> All right. It's, yeah. it's a support group for guys with this ailment. <laughs> this he's ailment. asking him if he feels the same thing. All right. Um, that's not a note in the regular scale, right? In the Western scale, that's like <laughs> no. That's, that's, no, he's. I mean, like a Japanese note or something. You're saying like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like a it's a it's a note that whales sing or something. <laughs> it's from. It only sounds good at thirty fathoms. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. You take it down in a submarine. Take it down a notch, dude. <laughs> no, like take it down a submarine. The briny this is deep. Sound great. <laughs> All the solutions on this show involve going under the sea. <laughs> what do you say? That. What's your thing, be Davy okay. Jones and the Fathoms? Or what do you call it, Damon? What's your thing? Yeah, we said that. Briny uh, Deep, right? With yeah, Davy the Briny Jones, Deep. Neil, Neil Diamond had to go down there to keep <laughs> right. him from recording the song. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> is that what it is, Damon? The Briny Deep with Davy Jones? Well, Davy Jones Locker. And then we Locker, also, also right. the the, uh, the the Maureen McGregor song. about. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's dying. There's got to be a morning after. That was under the sea. Oh, because well. it was Titanic. Yeah. Right? Whatever. Yeah. I'm yearning for that now. I know. This guy. And you guys, <laughs> serious question. I mean, there had to be 500 songs better than this. Yes, totally, totally. That he could have done. I mean, he could have knocked on the Mona's door and we would have had a better song for it. And I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. That fucking for real. Better than this. Yeah. And Dude, he, like, was, he was palling around with Streisand after this. I mean, he made a record with her. He thinks she knows a couple of people that can write a song. Right. Oh, Jesus. Dude, like he was up to his ball. Again, again, people of the world listening to this. There was no bigger star on the planet. Yeah. He could do whatever the fuck he wants yeah, with yeah. Walter Yetnikoff, who is a well-known bruiser. He could have fucking got any song he wanted. I was just thinking like, you know, Diane Warren, great song, you know, great songwriter. Dude, that, go, not, go not, to not, Diane not, fucking Warren. Not, not particularly these. a looker. If he banged on her door and went, hey, you doing, Diane? She just would have creamed all over her jeans and gave him any song he wanted. Well, she would have handed <laughs> over one of those those uh, bun songs. 
that oh, she was holding back. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Can you imagine? She's like glove compartment where the fucking hits. There's too many hits. Fucking th- damn these hits. She opens yeah. the car door and all the hits fall out. Fucking hits. I feel oh, like John could have like even asked like Tom Petty or someone for a song. He didn't even have to go 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 to like Mutt Lang or anybody. He could have. It sort of sounds like maybe he's an asshole. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, uh, why why didn't that? I mean, all the things that everybody just said is fucking true. You got a lot of gall, Johnson. After fucking my wife to ask me for a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like there's no like budget is a non-issue, no yeah. problem. Let's get out of this jam. Uh, yeah. A couple more seconds and we can All right. phase out. Nothing new really happens. <laughs> he just gets. More I did and more. need to hear that bridge though. That was important. Yeah. I don't think this is the bridge. I think this is the end of the song. Oh, we're not. No, we've got another minute and a half. Really? I, I wouldn't put you. Th- I wouldn't. Well, we're out of lyrics. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little bit more, just like right, until we find the happens. next funny thing, and then just back out. Yeah. Each one of the things that are happening right now is sounds shittier and more tinny than the than the next. You know, it's like tinny, tinny big drums, tinny bass, tinny guitar, right. tinny voice, tinny voice. Yeah, were, and then like they were smoking coke out of tin. You know, like everything <laughs> tin, 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 tinny cock, <laughs> tinny pair of balls. My hair on my tinny tin tin. <laughs> this is Don Johnson in the tinny tin tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh, that's that's it, man. Yeah. Okay, so there it I is. That's my submission. Uh yeah. Don Johnson. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Wow. Very nice. Now, George, had you heard that song before? You knew the oh, chorus. Yes. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I okay. I know what the video kind of looks like. I very like I, I researched I researched it. Or at least took at least a look at it. I listened to it, took a look at it. Took a look at Don in general, you know. Yeah, the, the, oh, yeah, him throwing the kid behind the the, uh, the barricade. Barricade, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I remember that. So I must have heard the song before, but it's so fucking forgettable. It sold five hundred thousand copies in the first month. Yeah, and then and that's is, sort of yeah. where it stopped. And it sold about that much more around the globe. So like probably a cool mill all in, but five hundred immediately and you imagine like back in the day this is not language anybody uses anymore but they would always say like sold five hundred thousand, shipped a million so like right. the the assumption was that the public was going to buy a million and when a record flops you would hear about that like what do we do with all this cut out landfill? <laughs> yeah yeah and so like you know who knows what happened i just but assumed like, that that they they, they loved it so much that they all, all 500,000 went out and bought another copy because they wore it out. <laughs> like, fuck, I got to get <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Shit. I got to have a safety copy. Yeah. <laughs> one for the summer home next to a league yeah. of their own. <laughs> and a cassette for the car. <laughs> That's right. Like a single. Like a single That's right. for the car. Heartbeat. All right. There you go, George. Sorry. Thanks. You got some Don Johnson <laughs> and some heartbeat. Very good. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you. Well, we're going to take a little step backwards to 1981. Woo! Actually uh, made in 1980, but uh, we all heard this song in 1981. And it is from a department, of course. It's from the Now We Know Why George Hates the Beatles department. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, this isn't drive my car to the breakfast club, is it? <laughs> well, let's just let's just dive in, and, and we'll have plenty to discuss. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> do it! Do it! <laughs> Aaron, did you get this one already? Uh, I, I know this. Yeah. Okay, George, you, you... I do not. No. Right, I, it sounds familiar, though. All right. If you can't tell what she's saying, even though she's singing in English, you're right. You can't. She's from <laughs> she's from a, a land that this is not their native language. Here we okay, go. Who is this? What is this? <laughs> well, you, you'll get it in a second. Here we okay, go. Okay, okay. Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! You didn't. I do can't this. believe it took us this long to do this. Oh, it's you amazing. son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, all right, oh. so this is the stars on forty-five. It's a, it's a, it's a medley. It's called a Beatles medley, but there's actually other songs in it. You and these fucking English metal <laughs> melody medley thing. You're right, George. Ah. This begets ah. our pals, uh, Bunny Jive yeah, Bunny and the Master Bunny. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so this was uh, several years earlier, and there's a, there seems to be a timeline that happens that I can connect the dots. But we'll listen to a little bit more here. <laughs> here we go. Oh, just because I didn't explain it. It's a uh, Dutch novelty act, and they—it's not worth going into the different na- forms of the name. They—they they, sounds like a vibrator. They were called—they <laughs> were called Star Sound in in England. They were Stars on Forty Five here. It doesn't. Who cares? It's we all know them as Stars on Forty Five, and the only country that matters, the good old U.S. of fucking A. And, <laughs> that's right. And that's uh, how we roll. That's just the, it's just called the Stars on Forty Five medley. That's it. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. What year is this? Well, they 81, made it in 1980, and it became such a, a global smash that they they dropped it on us, and 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 by like June of 1981, it was it was a fucking monster hit here. I, I just I remember this, and I just anytime it came on, I didn't want to hear about it or even look <laughs> at it, or I don't. There's just no. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts in my head, but here, let's keep yeah. going here. Okay. So startest the medley. By the way, that's oh, that's, that's on that's Beatles, Venus, like, right? That's that's the Venus. Yeah, the original Venus before Bananarama covered it. Here we go. Not this. Also, <sighs> also not the Beatles. <laughs> Here we go. Jesus. That is uh, "Sugar Sugar" Archies. by the Archies. Yeah, exactly. That that they uh, they you know kind of crowbarred into this. I, this this makes me want to to uh, to to when I I, I when with Kath has had too much to drink at the wedding, and um, she's dancing to this and loving it. That I just I take her out back and, and choke her with her own pantyhose. I just Jesus. Just, just he wears one leg over his head and uses the other one. To... <laughs> 
You know, like that, what is it, that Patrick Kennedy, who's a Kennedy who got away with murdering people? Yeah, yeah masturbating in a tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just got, he was driven crazy by this song. The best excuse for a, a murder ever. I didn't kill her. How could, why, why were you doing? At the time, I was masturbating in a tree. <laughs> Era stars on 45. <laughs> Drove me uh, around the bend. <laughs> Literally up a tree. I killed her with a nine iron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go check the tree for masturbation. <laughs> I believe there's some nut on there's the maple. Some, uh, genetic uh, some genetic <laughs> testing will reveal I was in the tree at the time. <laughs> some Kennedy DNA. <laughs> All right. It's your next governor. <laughs> And they got to do two rounds on this one. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Why? Just so you're, you know, paying attention, that drum beat plays through the entire song. Fuck yeah. It's the link that it's like, it's like the Jive, Jive Bunny song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Here we go. <laughs> and the other thing I find interesting is like listen to the Beatles songs they choose. I, they must have just chosen for the tempo because mm-hmm. there's nary a hit to be found. I mean, eventually, see, what's <laughs> yeah, that? I know it's the Beatles, but what's that song? What is that? It's no reply. It's called Obviously. No Reply. There's the, the, after this they do a song called I'll Be Back, which is like one of the most obscure Beatles songs ever. <laughs> you know, if I bring my heart, well, I'll go. I'd, I'd like to offer that that. Because the Beatles had licenses, didn't they? Yeah, I can tell you when you cover a song and and you don't really you you can get you get a license, but it's you don't need permission from the artist to cover oh, a song. Don't. No, oh, like to okay. sample it and everything, like what the Jive Bunny guy did. You, yes, you did. He did. But um, these guys are just oh, so covering. they're doing this. They're not. This isn't the song. They're doing no, this? no. These are Dutch guys doing pretty authentic. Uh, yeah, versions I thought that of John was Lennon Sugar Sugar, Paul McCartney, and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, those all those are all. Uh, uh, Dutch singers oh. that they brought in, who's kind of sound alike. So close oh. to John's murder, dude. How, what are they? This is it's like they're murdering again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is th- I, I'm pretty sure the idea for this. I'll just tell you the story of this fucking song. But, but the idea sure. of it, just to to your point, well before he died. But the fact that it happened, they're like they kind of sat back and went, you know, there's there's two two avenues you can take. One is like uh, just kind of. Out of respect, maybe we should hold this record off. No, Wait till next summer. Yeah, the, the other avenue yeah. is like, well, while people are talking about the Beatles, drop, <sighs> you know. Ugh. So Jesus there's a Christ. lot of details about this, but I'm going to keep it really simple. Uh, here's a short version. Um, a muckety-muck of a Dutch publishing company was in a record store in 1979. He heard a disco medley that it wasn't just the Beatles. It was uh, modern songs like Madness and the Buggles. And some disco hits. And his ears perked up when he heard Venus, which was that digga digga ding digga digga ding, that, that guitar right. part. And the reason why he was so interested in it, he's like, I don't remember licensing this song. <laughs> and I because it's my company that owns it. So he looked into it and he found out that it was a 12-inch single by these uh DJs in Montreal, Canada, who did this, you know, this medley with the real versions of the songs. And the great name of this of this Canadian uh, medley is "Let's Do It in the '80s Great Hits." 
That's the name. Slog you in the fucking face. I do. <laughs> Is the French? That's the French Canadian. Uh, yeah. Sorting out of the language. Yeah, I think so. It traces all the way back to Canada. Yeah. Jesus. So the Dutch guy realized he was listening to a bootleg, and he just decided to bootleg the bootleg. So he <laughs> he basically ripped off their entire arrangement. There's nothing they could do about it. Went on, got all the licensing to cover these songs, and just used that guy's arrangement. And put it out like so. That's what you're hearing. Like all these the the links between the Beatles songs and everything are exactly what the Canadian guys did, but they didn't get any of the money for it because they didn't they didn't go through channels. <laughs> all right, let's hear okay. a little more. Yeah, and you can hear more of these these awkward uh, links between these songs. I'm well known in my songwriting capacity for writing shit transitions, and my, I finally found a medium in which my transitions are better. <laughs> and, and again, they're transitioning from one unknown Beatles song to another one. You know, it's not like they. they but it just goes deco deco da. Ha! Huh. <laughs> the next song. I thought for sure they're going to do all the leaves are brown. That's where I thought we were yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And it's funny too because this is such a, a, a somber song, and this is like yeah. minor chords, yeah. like with this disco, with disco vibe, right? With and the, yeah, clap. that's why I think they really were trying <laughs> to match so tempos, dumb. you know, yeah. that would kind of fit on this one beat. <laughs> so, so weird. Like, how is this on a dance track? God it damn is. it! It's like you don't want to dance; you kind of want to sit down and ponder. Like it's just, yeah. It's, I'm gonna put on a turtleneck and just. Yeah, it feels like yeah. It's it's gray outside. You have a turtleneck on. Yeah. <laughs> Just. George, I hate to break it to you, but the next transition, um, these Dutch time travelers came to us from 1981 to shit on your sorbet. Here we go. What's that? Oh, it sounded like that I broke my neck. Just it's like now. somebody That's just the picked up a, a, the record and put it on a different record player. Exactly. Like just a different record. He tore the whole arm off and put it on a different record player. It was player. a competing DJ. Went, no, 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 no. Fuck you. Listen to this. <laughs> uh. She said, baby, can't you see? I want to be famous. A star of the screen. But you can do something. Have the drum riff there. They could. They, that's the whole point of that part. They no drum. The drum riff's not there. Yeah, the Ringo fill. Things going. Th- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do you need Gosh, Ringo when you've got that that disco beat? Yeah, or I guess not. Yeah, right. <laughs> that insistent <laughs> disco beat. That groove is like the Terminator. Just you can't be reasoned with. Or <laughs> no, <laughs> just plods along. <laughs> At one point, there's one song, just like in Jive Bunny when when they had to fit an Elvis song into this. Well, through party in county jail, you know, you're, you're going to hear that one coming up pretty soon. I might even be after Jesus. this, but listen now how fast oh. they have to do to get this song to to catch up to the beat. Here we go. <laughs> when George said it sounded like. <laughs> fat kid. <laughs> the what? It, it was a little fat kid. <laughs> little, little Billy from, from Poughkeepsie's going to sing and they do a fat 
kid on a, on a TV show. <laughs> little King. Yeah, Little Sing King. Sing it. Oh, Little King. Right. Yes, right, right. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, because they right. sped his voice up, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's next after this, I think. Do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? I will say this was my first exposure to a lot of these obscure Beatles songs, you know? Not really? That, not, well, yeah, because when I when this came out, I was probably like in sixth grade, and so... But you knew hits, but you didn't yeah, know I the didn't, deeper ones, and this was right. all the deeper ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably exactly the same situation. It didn't make me like them, or... <laughs> no, you just went, oh, right, yeah. you clocked it. <laughs> Guy's taking some license on the bass. Whoa! Whoa! How many Beatles songs are there? Is it just Beatles songs? <laughs> um, yeah, we're at the point now where it, it rolls out in all Beatles songs, but they they introed it with that. Uh, Aren't we up to seven? What? What do you? Yeah, how many this, is this? <laughs> we've got another minute and a half of forty-five. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> you thought that was for the forty-five size record? No. Yeah. Forty-five, yeah, 45 songs. songs. Yeah, and that song no. is forty-five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this you guys thing. had the balls to tell me it had the hammer thing with the pool was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> All right, so this is the fast one. This is this is. There's no way this song is anywhere near this tempo in real life. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, God damn it! Now it's sixteenth notes, or right? It's double, right? <laughs> yeah, they have a tambourine going or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, pick yeah. another song, guy. <laughs> They've Jesus. only got like two hundred fifty songs to choose from. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, a, a couple more here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is like those guys who are at like the Universal City Walk and they go, Hey, with these three chords, I can literally play any song. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. He believes it to be the most clever thing that has ever been done. That's what this is. Yeah. He was inspired by these guys. Trace it all the way back to my Canadian brothers. Fuck. <laughs> I'm close to that border too. <laughs> They're French Canadian, if that if that makes you feel any better. It's a difference, you know. Yeah. We <laughs> So this just reminds me of like you know, speaking of Jive Bunny, we made the point during the Jive Bunny episode that adults must have bought that. Oh, also the firm, the 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 Star Trek and song, right? right? Yeah, like adults yeah. bought that. You know, it's a kid's song, and this is the same. Like I could I could see you like walking past your niece and nephew, and they're watching, I don't know, like Hannah Montana or something, and she's singing a medley like this, and you go, well, it's kids watching it, and it's intended for kids. That's fine. They'll, they'll hear the real versions eventually. I think kids had this. I think my cousin had this. Well, I'm saying kids are allowed to have this. I'm fine with that. That's, I'm not even mad at myself for knowing this song when I was a kid because it was on the radio all the time. But adults at the time bought this. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's like <laughs> they fucking know better. And by the fucking way, they have the real ones. I was going to say there's yeah. What are you doing? Adults who presumably like heard the real Beatles versions and right. have access to money and understand that a record store is where they can buy Beatles albums and know where it is. <laughs> Like, why would they? It was the only solution, Damon. It's not like now where there's like, well, I don't know. What am I going to do? Go on. I don't have a computer. <laughs> there was only one solution. Did the Beatles have to... greatest hits records out by this time? Yeah. Go to Licorice Pizza. Buy the blue one. Yeah. Right. I was going to say the blue and the red one. That's yeah. what you I just know. go. Yeah. Uh, blue Beatles. 67 to 68 or whatever. Right. I want Red Beetle. <laughs> but they, okay, also, guys, it. think about it. Yes, we all had to go to the same place to buy records, whether you're buying classical or you had to walk past the B section to get to the S section to buy Stars on 45. <laughs> That's the way the alphabet works. <laughs> I didn't make this up, guys. That's the way the alphabet works. <laughs> uh, all right. I like that, Aaron. Instead of do the math, it's like, guys, that's the way the alphabet works. <laughs> it's fucking S me, is dude. after B. It's just that's how it is. <laughs> you want something different? You get out the Cyrillic shit? That's up to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a little bit more here, I guess. There's really nothing. I mean, it's just more Beatles songs, so... I don't really care how much more we listen to, but I've got a few more nuggets for you. So it's for, let me get this. I was laughing a minute ago and I I think this happened to me. I don't think I made this up. I I had it suddenly because this song, I just knew the title of it. And I just remember thinking it was the stupidest thing in the world. And I'm not even sure I knew, I didn't know it was 45 songs. I thought it was a 45 record. That's what I thought. It's it's not 45. It is. No, no, I was being silly. Okay. Yeah. All right, then at least there's that Stars part. on 45, yeah, like it's a single of stars. They, you know, they're, they're Dutch, you know, God bless But them. what I have in my head, and I think I did this, is I had this sudden image of myself um, walking out of a cafeteria, you know, like at school. And I think mm-hmm. maybe then it's night. And I think I went to a dance and this came on and I refused to listen and I walked outside. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I had that, that image came into my head for no reason. And I was about haircut, 14. Man. Haircut 46 wasn't going to listen to. <laughs> Stars on 45. No, I was just, and I was about 14 years old. I was 14 right. years old then. And Dude, there's no way that didn't advance, happen. I'm sure know. that happened. I'm yeah, sure I that happened. I think it did. <laughs> um, so let me tell you this. You went out into your jet and played, ha! <laughs> I wasn't driving and I was like 14. <laughs> uh, My Jetta. <laughs> picked up a ride from Andy Castro. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the number of songs here, George, and we, after this, I should have known better. There's two more. I don't care if we do them or not. But um, because of legal issues, uh, probably the licensing or something, the official title of the song, because it was a medley of different songs, had to include all the song's names, and it remains the longest titled number one song in the history of the charts. <laughs> um, so here's, here's I'm going to read you the actual name of the song. Here we go. Ready? Medley. Intro. Venus. Sugar, sugar. No reply. I'll be back. Drive my car. Do you want to know a secret? We can work it out. I should have known better. Nowhere, man. You're going to lose that girl. Stars on 45. <laughs> That's the actual name of the song. Jesus. <laughs> What is the fucking point? Like, it seems like so much work. Right? Just write a song, guy. <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ. Guys, uh, I have to get my wife here for a second because I have to have her get me some ice because I'm going to punch the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Preemptive strike, literally. Yeah, just get, get some ice, put it in a washcloth, and bring it in. Should yours. have her put up like a big like side of beef. You could hit it like the rock, hit it like Rocky. 
after his wife died. Thank you. Um, <laughs> That's right. We're always going to get confused with the Adrian and then the Rocky from the song. I'm I'm, I'm going to stop trying to connect those two. <laughs> right, the Rocky <laughs> wife. Right. <laughs> so um, I, we don't need to listen to it anymore. The last two songs are Nowhere Man and. Uh, Whatever I just said, you're gonna lose that girl, and then and then they do the last stars on forty five. Stars on forty five. Yeah, exactly. So Keeping why do they start with Venus if it's all the rest of it's all Beatles? Because they're a Dutch novelty act. So, but why start with Sugar Sugar and Venus? Well, look, I I would assume that the guy went. <laughs> I own the rights of that song. It, That's what the Canucks did the first thing, and so he just did no, the but same he owns the rights to it. Why wouldn't he put his own song so he can make money off of it? Right. <laughs> so the stars are. Who did Venus originally? What's that song? Um, oh shit! It isn't on here. Let me see. In my notes. It's who, okay. Who am I, George, with this this shoddy research? Okay, it's not the Beatles. Okay, in, it's and not Star Wars. Banana Ram. Shocking Blue. I think maybe it was. Shock, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, and then this, and then the Sugar Sugar, which is the Archies. The Archies. And then after that, they just go into Beatles. Why don't? Why not two Beatles songs to start? <laughs> well, I just said I that he's. Who are the stars? Who? What the Archies aren't? Star- why don't we the stars? <laughs> This is Shocking just trans- blue? poorly translated from from the the another country who doesn't really understand English. It didn't matter. This thing was fucking number one all over the world. I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. I don't have a number one song. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm a the power right. Beatles song. So okay. So of course they had to keep you know milking this train. So let me tell you what 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 uh, this what this wrought upon us after this was such a huge hit. And this is pre uh, Jive Bunny, by the way. So then they did another Beatles medley that only made it to number 67 on the charts. So they said, fuck that. So they did a Stevie Wonder medley and a Rolling Stones medley. I looked both of them up, and it's just, you, you can't even get a, get a half boner for You just don't care. <laughs> right. And so, so other record companies started seeing it. So Capitol Records made a Beach Boys medley, just like this, with the disco beat and the, and the Beach Boys song. Um, but because it was their own label and everything was licensed and above board, Mike Love was forced to sue himself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Yeah, by the way, he, yeah, he won the lawsuit and was paid in baseball hats. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaving with these huge boxes and boxes of hats. <laughs> of all different So colors. many hats. So many They're hats. They're spilling out of the things. He's making everyone else, his roadies carry them, put them in a truck. <laughs> you know where he, he stores them in the, in the, in the, in the love hole? underneath his uh underneath his gold records <laughs> um god damn it and so you can imagine how happy uh fogarty was when fantasy records put out a credence medley oh like my god, this. god my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and that as a joke uh in 1982 squeeze put out a medley of their songs to a disco beat called squabs on 40 fab and they ended up with a number four hit in the UK. <laughs> and they were just doing a bit. They're like, is this what you fucking assholes want? All right. <laughs> Fuck it. And then uh, carrying on here, there's an all-female version that was called Star Sisters. And it was the Andrews Sisters uh, medley. I remember that. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Boogie Woogie Beautiful. Yeah, Boogie Woogie Beautiful. Right, right, right. And then, um, you know, it just kind of tapered off. They did a Sam and Dave medley, a Spencer Davis group medley, and a Carpenters medley. Jesus Christ. And it just started, like, falling off a cliff. Spencer Davis, they had three songs. God, yeah, I know. I don't know what, what that what that sounded like. I didn't even bother looking at it. But then now, by the time all these medleys come out, we're now getting into the Jive Bunny era, which is, like, the late 80s. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a there's a strong connection. that uh, The dots all connect through the 80s to get us well, to Well, it's Jive in the culture, Bunny. yeah. 
The there is one positive uh, trend that came out of this. It was called, and this singer wanted to hop on the on the uh, medley bandwagon, but as a parody. This is when Weird Al started doing his polkas on 45 medleys that <laughs> right. became super popular. And so he would put one on every album. So, right. so that's that we at least have that gift um, from that. So I love Weird Al. Yeah. And finally, um, now look, listeners may not believe this, but the Gitmos don't make much money from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? We don't? <laughs> It maybe covers the mortgage on my Lake Tahoe house, you know, the one that yeah, you live next to door to Nick, live next door. Like no, me and Mike love yeah. collab sometimes, but uh, I think it's time for the Gitmo Bros to wet our beaks in the medley pond. <laughs> so me and and the ENL uh, engineering team started putting together Gitmos on forty four. You know why it's forty four? <laughs> episode episode forty four. Oh, thank you. All right, so here we go. This is a little taste of what we've been working on in in the lab. Okay. Fades out with Heckley, Ross, and Judy. <laughs> That's all I got so far, but I'll keep working on the medley. <laughs> oh my god, damn it. It's <laughs> fucking genius. That's just. Fuck. All right, so there, there you go, George. It's Stars on 45 I, medley. I just, I can't believe you did that. That is just. So f- I, and by the way, I'm not joking when I say we could all have a house in Tahoe if you put that out. <laughs> uh, I, as I was geez. doing my research last night, I went, wait a second. I put that together in like half an hour. But you actually, if I had more time, I actually would have been able to put together a real one where the beats kind of matched up and stuff, but I just didn't have time. <laughs> Well, it, honestly, it sounds as slapdash as theirs. I, I was going to say, the only note I have is this is transitions are too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dirty up those transitions. It, it dirty guy. up the transitions a little bit, I think. And I think we maybe have a record here, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Well, George, I think you have My some... My neck hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this. I also, it's like, this, it's like a... This is John Pickles. Little known fact, I was an intern... On the stars and forty-five session, it's what inspired me to become the man yeah, I am today. The only person who's getting fucked. The only person who's getting fucked is John Pickles. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too nice. I think it's what it is. <laughs> he, he's he's balling his fist up as they're as they're kicking him out of the studio. I'll show you. I'm John Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody laughs at John Pickles. Nobody laughs at John Pickles twice. <laughs> and then he apologizes at the end because he's always, I'm sorry, I just left my head for a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right, George. Well, it's, uh, believe it or not, this is a tough decision for me. <laughs> you got health, uh, a health emergency for Don, Don, Don Johnson. The Don Johnson song is just so odd. It's just so fucking weird. I, I don't know what to say about it. It's just, 
it's a very strange song. The melody, everything you brought up about it. <laughs> yeah. But as far, as far as pain, 45 just gave me more pain. I had to turn down a bunch of times. Yeah. My neck does hurt. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, those transitions are so bad that it you could like call it a car accident, like you were rear-ended yeah, by yeah. musical it's choices. Just, it's just, and I and also I you know I I I, I like Miami Vice and I like Don, but that record is just. Yeah, it's fucking. That's what sort of made it hurt more for me is yeah. that like I liked on, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, the fuck is this? But uh, you know, you're right to say that that one is worse. You know, it, hurt, I, it hurts. You know, it hurts. Me. You got to be a man and agree when <laughs> when the when the tide is turned. Stars on forty five is the worst. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know what that means. Strut, 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 yeah. strut, strut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And extra credit because Damon created a, a whole other song, not to be outdone. <laughs> That's right. That one left a mark. That left a fucking mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess now we transition into a little segment where, you know what? Fuck it. We mentioned this before. Let's say let's uh, Majel tee this one up for us. Yeah. Sorbet. Purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. I mean, the Prince biopic, come on. Yeah. That's, that scene has to happen. It's going to make an appearance. Right. Because that, that, that was the winner, right, Prince? Yeah, Prince yeah. was so, the winner. Yeah. So, In the end, Lou, Lou commanded it. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the only sorbet uh, major clip we, we can play today. For real. For real. So, George, what do you have for us for a sorbet? Well, just 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 let it play, baby. I think you're uh, you got you, this is a little bit obscure, but I think you'll know what it is. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you really like my limousine. You like the way the wheels roll. You like my seven-inch leather heels. Was Paul, I think Aaron and, and Pat and I have had this discussion. Yeah. Was Paul or the band themselves kind of punk influenced? Because you never hear about it, but the way he's singing right there, he sounds like Joey Ramone kind of on the verse. I don't know. I've never, I've never, never heard that or thought that about this song. I hear what you're saying, but yeah, I, I it, believe it or not, I, I, what I learned about this, or I didn't know is, is which I made no connection to, but he, he was influenced by the, you know, um, the Contours song. Oh, do you love me now that I can dance? Right, right, right. But, but he, had, but Paul was a big Dave Clark Five fan, and they, and Dave Clark Five covered it like a year or two, a year or two later. Yeah, and their, and their version is much more of a Beatles sounding rock version of it. Yeah, and I can see how that would that would influence him and how that would work. Um, but all this, of our heroes love the fucking Dave Clark Five. I know all of the know. heroes. Like Van, I was like, that was like the Van Halen band. They love, they love them. DC Five were pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking grit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, other than the fact that it seemed weird to me that when when Kiss covered uh, "Any Way You Want It" 
on side four of Alive 2. And I'm like, who's the Dave Clark 5? I didn't even know because I was 11 or, you know, whatever. But I, I didn't – but th- but this song, I, I just – I love this song. And also it feels like a bit of the outlier on Destroyer, which I listened to Destroyer again just because I, I actually was inspired by Aaron saying he was going to listen to Deja Vu. And I'm like, yeah, I never listened to records. I'm going to listen to the whole record. Just listen to – experience all that again. It's fun to do that. Like I, I recommend that. I was spent most of this week doing that very thing is like just playing – I'm a fucking mixer, uh, playlister – to the nth degree, but like I've been enjoying just straight up records. Paul's boutique, uh, uh, <laughs> the Huey Lewis records, like <laughs> burning them down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, George, I'm surprised as, as kick-ass ever done this song. This would be good for you. No, that's what, that's what's weird about it is, is we, we tried it and there's something about it. That's a little bit plodding. Right. And right. the studio version, the studio version is, is different and very produced. And I think probably, you know, in my in my mind, this is this is the this is my favorite song on this record. Even with Detroit Rock City and King, it'd of the be cool to work. like pump up the volume a little bit, like like a couple like a couple BPMs and and turn it into like more of a dancey number. You know what I mean? It's like almost to the point of uh, shout it out loud. You know, right? A lot of people covered Nirvana did this. Uh, the Struts cool did it. You know. It's it it's and the other thing about it that I always that always kind of got me later as I got older was that as we've complained about about Kiss everything was just cock rock and wrote in you know groupies and stuff especially mm-hmm. dealing with Gene like every song and they were young guys and stuff and at least this one was somewhat self aware where it's him questioning and being a little bit yeah, why even, do you want to be with me yeah even vulnerable in right. this song which is kind of odd for him being the rock star he was at that time or ascending right. into that role. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of, you know, it's different it's, it, as much as there's, this is a, this record's a collection of different kinds of songs. This is still different than all the other ones that are on it. Um, and, and I, and I love the, I love the, the, the break in the middle in the signature Bob Ezrin, you know, harmony guitar part. And I, I, I love it. So it's a groover. Let's hear a little more. Like David Johansson or something. Yeah, right? it's true. I never thought about that, but yeah, I that's either, all I yeah. hear now. Yeah, it's very. It's Johansson is the is the good one, Damon. Yeah, I hear you. What you mean about Joey Ramone, but truly, it's a David Johansson thing. He's like, I know what those people are doing downtown. Fuck, I better be doing that. Why am I not yeah. doing that? Maybe we're too uptown. I got to get downtown. I never thought of that. You know what you might be hearing? You know what you might be hearing is that it's uh, that Kim Fowley is wrote this song. Oh, and he's the guy that go. wrote you know the Runaways. Speaking of the Runaways, yeah. And, yeah, and you might be hearing that's. I think maybe that's the downtown you're hearing in this. There's yeah. an attitude. <laughs> it's an attitude, but it, he wrote he wrote King of the Nighttime World and some others. I think Flame and Youth too on this record. He was really involved. They came and pitched to Ezrin and said, "Hey, what about these songs?" Because the once Kiss came in with Ezrin, just went, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> like he reworked Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder, and the rest he was like, "No, nah, we're not doing these." Huh. Yeah, Don Johnson should have looked up Kim Fowley <laughs> for a better song. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe at that time, Ken Fowley only had one sort of asset that he was peddling to uh, musicians. I think. Yes. <laughs> and he'd already shown up for that. Was it teenage girls or cocaine? Which were you talking about? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, so what year? Uh, I don't know if we even mentioned it for people who are following. This is a song called Do You Love Me by Kiss off Kiss. the Destroyer album. And which what where is this in their discography? What year? So this is this nineteen seventy six, and this is uh, this is the this is the record after. So there's three records, then the alive, then the alive record, and this is the first one after they've broken out with Kiss Alive is the one that makes them because the first three records really don't do anything, mm. and Casablanca Records is almost bankrupt because of cocaine, probably, mm. and then and then Casa they bankrupt. got Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Neil bankrupt. I thought it was Bogart. Nope. It's it was seventy six, Georgie. Seventy six. Yeah. And so they, they celebrated um, our nation's bicentennial with this. Uh, they did, and nice. um, and they got they got Bob Bob Ezrin because of uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, which was the Alice Cooper record he had done, and he was you know getting a rep, and right. they got him for that reason, and he totally took over this record. I mean, everything in it is has his fingerprints all over it. And he was loaded on Coke the whole time. <laughs> the yeah, they whole said time. he was like, like a camp says. counselor, right? Like the whole yes. time. Was like not had a little whistle, like literally. Yep. yep. Blew a whistle at them. Yeah. Gave them music lessons, taught them how to play, how to, yeah, everything like really. Fucking fact, imagine it, that. Imagine that. Like really break that apart about what that experience is like. You're already a big fucking star. And, yeah. and, and suddenly there's, and they, they st- to their credit, they fucking stood and took it. They did, they did. It's still annoying though. Like Gene and Paul are the two most sober guys on the planet when it comes right. to yeah. making music. And then you've yeah. got you've got uh, what's his name? The, the Tony, the guy from from Scarface. Tony, Tony Montana. Montana. Yeah, you got Tony Montana with a whistle telling right. you how to do <laughs> yeah. your yeah. songs. There, there's there's a picture of him during this time, and it's um. And, and Ezrin's just dressed up as a magician, just like with a top hat and a cape, and they're all dressed up in their in their <laughs> in, the, in all their damn. in their all their uh, costumes, and it's it's just crazy. Can you imagine, Jesus but, uh, Christ! Yeah, he, he, but he everything on this record though is you know all, all like I said, marked by a lot of the dual the uh, dual guitar harmony parts and almost every song. And but they it was and it was such a Paul Stanley record too, where even God of Thunder was written by Paul, and then. And then Ezra went, nope, this is Gene. This is a Gene personality song, and Gene's doing this song. So, no, you're not doing it. And they took it away from him. It became Gene's signature track. Well, I I like this early era of Kiss, like some yeah. songs like this. Yeah. Um, and I also like the fact that, like, the produ- production, thanks to Ezra, I'm assuming, yeah. still not great, but so much better than those other shitty-sounding records, the early ones. Oh, yeah. It's really the first producer they really had. Was, I mean, Eddie Kramer did the... Did the uh, he had done Hendrix and all that, and he did the Alive record, and you know, and some of the and some of the first ones. But he, you know, this was really the first producer they had. Really, I like him up to like it starts to go like I, I have no idea about their plot after like Lick It Up. Like they have me up to Lick It Up, and then it's mm-hmm. when it's those other ones like X, X and Sex and stuff like that. Like you got me up until Lick It Up. I don't really like the first couple records. The so from here to there. Like I mm-hmm. like Creatures of the Night. Yeah, good record. Lick it up. Yeah, but yeah, that's it for me. But their first yeah. album doesn't it have like ninety percent of their live hits. It does. Yeah, it, it just sounds yeah. bad though. Of I the guess, first three, point, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Kenny Kerner and Richie Wise. They weren't even producers, really. <laughs> Aaron, you like the 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 live versions of those early songs? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the first record almost sounds even like 
there's something that's 60s about it because it's only 1973. Well, Georgie, yeah. isn't Alive basically just <laughs> – they just did them again in the studio? <laughs> they, well, they, oh, they, yeah, they, went, did, they went and added uh, stuff. Peter's right. always quick to say, except the drums. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, they did. So uh, and let's, hear, let's hear a little more Do You Love Me. All right. Oh, you like the hotel. So that's like a three-part harmony, which I think is pretty cool. And obviously, it's Gene and Paul was Ace was never harmonizing; he could barely sing. If they needed a third guy, it was Peter, right? It was always Peter. Yeah, Ace didn't even do. Much. I mean, live he probably did, but there's a whole different thing this live they do with this because it's such a strange song. But doesn't like it, it wasn't Ezra one of those guys who kind of like elbowed guys out of the way so he could sing the harmonies? Mm, I don't think he ever sang. He probably brought people in. This record's also famous for the fact that Ace didn't want to show up when he wanted him to show up. So he went, ah, fine, we'll get Dick Wagner, who was in Alice Cooper. <laughs> and he just played in a couple of songs. They're like, well, right. fuck you then. This is my record. You're playing yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, Ace is such a dickhead. He had a card Weird game Weird situation. Night. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you fight tooth and nail to get a thing and then you, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's destructive behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love me? Here we go. Yeah. Do you love me? I mean, like, do you really love me? You really like rock and roll. All of the fame and the masquerade. You like the concerts and studios. And all the money, honey, that I made. But do you love me? It's a funny song because it's like it does all the things that I can't ever imagine doing, which is to write in specifics, like mm-hmm. concert studio, the, the microphones. Yeah, you write everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's just naming things. It's like, I would never, right. I would never feel comfortable saying it. And then it sounds weird to say it, but he do he's doing it because he's doing it in that David Johansony kind of way, that sort of punk throw it away style. Mm-hmm. It works, you know. It, it's interesting. I'd never thought about it with in those ways, but I yeah, think that's the, why we do the I show. Think the reason this, the way I've always thought, the reason this song doesn't drive exactly is because that beginning's so rad, and they don't, and they only do it that one time like that, right. and then the, the the next verses, and especially the chorus, he uses he, no cymbals, no hi hat, it's just bass and snare, and it seems to kind of plot it down a bit for that, even though it's a big chorus. That's why I think that if you sped it up like a couple BPM and it becomes like, yeah. again, if you get it to around uh, uh, whatever the song was that I said that it should be like. Um, shout it out loud. Shout it out loud. Uh, it, would be, it would work really cool, I think. I feel I like know. another thing that would push it over the edge is if going into the solo, Paul said, you can clap your hands. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I think they got it now. <laughs> the good part's coming up. Let's hear this. All right, here we go. This is a who bridge. Yeah. It is kind of fun. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I think of that. But I, I love, like I love Roger this. Daltrey. Yeah. I kind of feel like that Ezrin said, all right, enough with, we need to add something else to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Smart. 
Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Here we go. How come they didn't put some fucking shaker in right there? Put some groove in it. I know, yeah. right? That's what you want to hear about. Yeah. I love when yeah. this. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it's cool. He's having a good time. He's doing a little Mick Jagger kind of moves there. Yeah, yeah. He is. Oh, sounds like he's having fun. Yeah. Did a piano just come in? Yeah, yeah. They all of a sudden this big ending they do. It's kind of crazy. Okay. That's what I like about that, it. Yeah. That, the coke sack came. The, the, <laughs> the third string coke guy came through for him. They're like, oh yeah! <laughs> put some piano on this. <laughs> he dropped the bag of coke on the piano. That's what we're hearing. Ooh, oh shit! Play that. Well, there's bells and everything. Wait till you hear the rest. Okay. <laughs> When Paul fights against an invisible enemy, <laughs> really, really, really love me. People, I'm getting tired of people telling me. Sounds like sounds like he's like fighting with a hat Motown. rack. What are you doing? I feel like he's about to say, "I just wanted a Pepsi." <laughs> he is. Like, no one's fighting with you. She wouldn't Paul. give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, was it. Is it the the babies? This sort of reminds me of like those big epic. Like, is it the babies or what's the other? Uh, the oh, the raspberries maybe. Any my point being is that this this reminds me of like this song could, could have been a hit for like the raspberries or or uh, the babies or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, if you put a little shaker on that and you speed it up a little bit, and it's got a whole different vibe. Yeah, I can't put my finger on why Kiss. This is fucking great to me, but I just I feel like there's what didn't they do? You know? yeah, this should have been a single, and it wasn't. That's what I always thought. There's something just a little bit missing about it. It's interesting. So if you, we continue to listen to this, as this outro gets so big, and they do it live. And live, it's much more stripped down because they don't have all this stuff in a piano. And it sounds like wedding bells coming up in a minute. I mean, they just really lay it on at the end of this. Okay. And and they just it's it's uh, the way they do it live is they they're doing the backup vocals. And anyway, it's different. Okay, here we go. Are those supposed to be wedding bells? I guess. I don't know. That's what it's such loud. It's always sounded like to me when I was a kid. I'm like, God, are these wedding bells? Jesus, they really late. Yeah, like, how much do you love me? What is that? Like, like, do you want to be with me forever? Or do you just want to be with me tonight? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. That's what I'm thinking about with him. It's such a yeah, it feels like they are wedding bells, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like when the kiss aren't self aware musically, you know? 
Right. Yeah. I like when they're just rocking out, which they do yeah. well when they when they yeah. do it. And that's one of those songs that's just like to me, they're not trying too hard, you know. No, they 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 were they were just young. They were just young. Yeah, they they, yeah. they weren't like, oh man, we need our next hit because they kind of didn't have one yet, did they? I think they were they they were trying hard, but they were buying into what Bob was doing. So there's a thing that's happening. I think that they start to get tough to take when they become like, no, no, we know better than anybody else what's best for Kiss. Yeah, you know. And so as a result, it gets a little strange. But uh. and Gene gets preachy and stuff. But yeah, they uh, but yeah, you're, you're right that they bought into what Bob was. Uh, what Bob was doing here, because like I said, this is his record. It's you know, it's a Bob Ezrin record, and they never they never went back to him until uh, the Elder, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> but uh, but this was you know, and 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 uh, in answer to the hit question, uh, Damon, they, no, this was a complete mistake where they Detroit Rock City was set up to be. I mean, it's got that whole car thing and everything in the beginning of the song, and it was set up to be the piece in this record, and then. It didn't, and some DJ in Atlanta turned over, and the B side was Beth, and the phones lit up, and the rest is history. Mm. <laughs> and it. even a song like Beth, they would allow on a record like this, you know, and that's why right. something right. like Do You Love Me is even on this record, which was a bigger step for them because, like I said, it showed a little bit of vulnerability and self awareness from Paul Stanley with, before everything was cock rock, and that's all they really sang about. This, but this still to me is kind of a loosey goosey kiss song, meaning yeah. I, I just don't think they were. Too far up their own asses at this point. No, no, no. He just, just, just beginning to be, I guess. And all the other songs in this, there's hits on this record. I mean, shout out loud's a big hit, and Detroit Rock City ended up being one. Paul's a great singer. He, he, he was loved soul singers, and he also, I believe, loved hard rock singers like Robert Plant and Roger Daltrey and stuff, right? And, 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 and Paul Rogers particularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so in this song though, he doesn't sound like he's trying to be someone he's not. He's just having fun, and I, I like that 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 kind of. Uh, right. What would you call it? Like that—that that more lighthearted version of Kiss, if that makes sense. Right. No, it's fun listening to you with, with you guys because I never thought of the Dave Johansson stuff, and also I, what Aaron said, I didn't, I didn't recognize the Mick Jagger stuff at the end. I mean, like, do ya? That sounds like that's a Mick Jagger <laughs> right, move. You're right. right. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Emotional rescue. <laughs> and when you watch, and when you watch them, uh, when you watch them, I watched a bunch of them. You can, cause they've done this live since then up till now, and you can see them doing an acoustic with a symphony, and it kind of, it sounds really good with the symphony. Well, oddly, <laughs> I can imagine also, like yeah. I've never seen it live i don't watch a lot of live kiss believe it or not yeah but um yeah. like with the new version with is it tommy yeah and and uh eric yeah i bet this band this song just fucking rocks with those guys oh and they love doing you know they love doing they you know they you really like and the whole crowd goes my limousine you know like yeah. <laughs> he loves it and paul loves going do you love me and it's just yeah it's a good live song too yeah anyway i had fun listening you to know what else is good it's a good sorbet too. It is a good sorbet. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. Thank you for listening to it with me. It's nice to bring a, a band that got uh, a uh, torture from the torture chamber to the sorbet factory. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good point. They, we, we we did them dirty, but then we cleaned them up. Yeah, we rescued them. We yeah. did <laughs> emotional rescue. <laughs> Fine Arab charger. <laughs> so yeah, what what do you guys think of episode forty four? Love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, number one rockers forever. Still holding on to the title. No comers, as far as I know. Not if this episode. No way. We got your, like, Jason Batemans and your, you know, Dana Carveys and your... And God bless them. It's a big big field. We're all on it. Right. You know what I mean? We're not intimidated by them at all. Like, they're... 
we think that there's room for everybody. They're the they're ones. Not rockers. They're not rockers. Not even a little. Not even <laughs> no. a little bit. Excellent no. point, George. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure they're funny, but so are we. So, you know, <laughs> three of them, three of us. I know that we could beat them up. He's a second. Right. <laughs> I mean, Will Arnett's a wily Canadian, so who knows? But like, you know, he's come on. drunk. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, good ep. Good ep, guys. Yep. So I guess we'll say goodbye to everybody, and we'll see everyone, that includes you, on episode forty-five. Goodbye. <laughs> Stars on 45. <laughs> Ear and loathing. This $5 is going to get me a six pack and some LA women. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.